Blog Talk Radio. Yes, ma'am. Well, first of all, let me just say thank you for all the work that you yes. do. You've been doing this a long time. So what do you think we need to do? We need to stop believing the myths. In yeah. this country, right. what we call education is actually indoctrination. Hmm. And it takes Man. us from the ages of 5 to the age of 18 to ter- thoroughly indoctrinate people so that they will believe in the myth of white superiority. And mm. it is a myth. Right. Now, you can't do that while you're teaching that Columbus discovered America. Right. Mm-hmm. There were black people on this continent 4,000 years before Columbus was born. Right. We teach black history in the schools as if it started with slavery. I'm not a white woman. I'm a faded black person. My people move far from the equator. Mm-hmm. And that's the mm-hmm. only reason my skin is lighter. That's all any white person is. Because wow. we are, are great. Hey. There's one race. There's one race. The human race. And right. y'all came from the same black women 300,000 to 500,000 years ago. The human race began with black women. My cousins, and you are all my cousins. Make no mistake about this. We are all 30th to 50th cousins because we all have the same black great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother back there 300,000 to 500,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. So get over the idea that you are white. There's one race. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The human race. The human race. race. One race. Now, will every person in this group who's biracial please stand? Biracial. I told you there's only one race. Didn't you listen to anything I said? We were listening. It, it just takes a minute, James. Let me ask you this. How long do you think the idea of race has been around? Since, Since the, the beginning of the time? That's just what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> and you are just as wrong as you can be. I was going to say since around the 1400s. Right. It started with oh, the wow. Spanish, Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. Before that, race was the not Spanish a problem, but like they found out that they were killing people who were of their religious belief, but they couldn't tell what their religion was by looking at them. So they had to find another way to identify those they were going to kill, so they set upon skin color. We have also been indoctrinated with the myth of right. white superiority. We've got pictures of the baby Jesus who looks like the little Pillsbury Doughboy. Right. He didn't look like the Pillsbury Doughboy. That's true. And it says in the Bible that Jesus had kinky woolly hair. And feet of bronze. Yep. Hmm. Here's what you can do. You can educate yourself. The schools won't do it. They won't. They don't they won't. want you to know the truth. They right. can't exactly. afford to have blacks know the truth. But what you have to realize is, within 30 years, white people will have become a numerical minority in the United States of America. Hmm. Now, blacks and people of other color groups have got to stop playing defense and start playing offense. I think that part of what the responsibility that we as a black community need to take on is educating ourselves and preparing ourselves oh, absolutely. for what's to come. Absolutely. You yes. need to educate yourself yes. and your children yes. before they go to school. Exactly. And when they come home from school spouting this crap that they've learned in school, absolutely. then you need to take them inside and say, here, look at this. Here's what really happened. Right. There's one race, the human race, the and human that's race. the only race. Oh, right. There yeah. are 2,500 different skin colors on the face of the earth. Right. If you can come up with 2,500 different names for races, you've got too much time on your hands. Right. You need to get a job. There's only one race on the face of the earth, the human race. Got it. So now, turn to the person on your left or your right. Stick out your hand and say, hello, cousin. <laughs> hello, cousin. 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 Hello, cousin.
better. Yeah. Well, sure it does. Yeah. Yeah. It feels better. Another episode on the Spiceless Stone Network. I want to thank you for your time tonight. I want to thank you for your time tonight. We're going to have a good time tonight. And we're going to keep it upbeat. And um, I don't like the word positive because it's totally secular. But we're going to keep it godly and uplifting. That's the best I can do for y'all. Um, tonight, the title is Finally. And it is finally why many Christians don't support Black Lives Matter. A lot of y'all don't support Black Lives Matter. I went on to type a biblical response to Black Lives Matter. Tune in to hear what leading clergy teaches regarding the protests, marching against police, and the government we elected one more time. Tonight, tune in to hear what leading clergy teaches regarding the protests, marching against the police, and the government we elected. Many feel those born in Christ, through the blood of Christ, are neither black nor white, and that this new man's identity trumps any physical identity in the flesh. Furthermore, many believe the Bible teaches that this New creation, the saints have no responsibility to racism, white supremacy, and I'll say slash black inferiority in this secular system. Outside of warring with it in the spirit, one more time. Furthermore, many believe the Bible teaches that this new creation of saints have no responsibility to racism, white supremacy, black inferiority. In this secular system, outside of warring with it in the spirit, then there are those who teach us that the Bible says that the police and those in authority are to be handled, are not to be handled in this way, uh, as we're seeing across the globe. One more time, y'all got my, got my little grandparents, grandparents, you may hear a little noise in the background, but one more time. Then there are those who teach, or who teach the Bible says that the police and those in authority are to be handled not this way, as we're seeing across the globe. We'll talk about that topic and more tonight and again on this Five Song Network. Today is June 16th, 2020, and we have a house full of people. The chat room is open for those of you that want to chat, type your questions, and we'll get to them as soon as we can. Those of you on the phone line with questions, press 1, and we'll bring you on as soon as possible. I'd like to just go ahead and remind everybody, um, well, first of all, I want to thank you about tuning in, uh, all my family members, as well as those of you who have been loyal since 2011. Uh, folks, listen, follow the show, follow the show. That little link I sent you, all you got to do is click on the follow button, and you'll be able to follow us, and you can just, uh, anytime we do shows, you get a reminder that Blog Talk has it like that. You can, you can follow our shows, okay? Uh, but really, I want to just say this really quickly. Uh, tonight, 
I will be moderating the show. Brother John is going to take a break. He'll probably be a caller tonight. Uh, and then we're going to have um, we have LSU in the house as far as panels uh, for the process on network. We have to see Eliana that's going to be joining us as well as Pastor Chris, okay? So that is our, 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 our brothers that's going to be uh, – uh, and sisters that's gonna, uh, brothers and sisters that's going to be with us tonight, okay? Uh, again, uh, John, won't, John won't be with us tonight. Brother Leonard is going to be a caller as well. He won't be a panelist tonight, but I'm glad I always to have him in the house. He always brings the fire. Y'all know Brother Leonard. And uh, so, and then Pastor Alcee Chris will be joining us as well tonight. So we'll have three panelists instead of normally five because we want to get this bishop on and being able to let him uh, uh, share as much as he can. Elishua is going to lead out. He will be the leading panelist tonight. He has something to say opening up. Uh, with, with regards to Black Lives Matter, and then the bishop is going to be coming on after we respond to Elishua. We'll go back and forth with Elishua and the bishop like that, okay? Folks, listen. This is serious. This is serious. This is serious. And it's been a long time since we had this many callers this soon. I want to thank y'all for being on time tonight because it's going to be a hot one. Remember, the phone lines are limited, so you can't, uh, after we get to around 10 o'clock, you can't call back the show. 10 o'clock Central Standard Time, that is. You can't call this show back. You have to wait till it's recorded, so don't hang up, folks. The phone lines are limited. Got a lot of people in the house, and I'm not just trying to, uh, you know, I'm being very real, y'all. You warned. The phone lines are limited. Don't hang up, okay? Um, at least it's a few after 10. Can, can get back after 10. Folks, listen. Uh, let's talk about what this show is not, what it is. It goes really quickly. Tonight, we're just simply trying to, excuse me, we're trying to help uh, people uh, uh, deal with what's going on with our police and with injustices really at large in our society in America and really the world. We hope tonight, as believers in Yah or in God, uh, through Christ, and, and, and then there are some uh, that don't accept Christ, I understand that, but just come at the panel and where I know a lot of them are at, we're just trying to be an answer in a world that needs answers, okay? We love the Most High. We love the Most High. We love His Word, and we know what that Word would do if you would just simply accept it. It will change your life, folks. And that's what Brother Seth is at. That's what Brother Seth is at. It's just so simple. That's what Brother Seth is at, okay? Listen, tonight, we don't want to beat up on the church. I respect the church highly. It is the most powerful organization on the earth. I know it don't look like it right now, but they are the most, we are the most powerful organization on the earth because our leader is the Most High Yah and His Christ. Okay? The scripture says that the Father said to the Son, Sit here on my right hand as I make your enemies your footstool. The Bible says all power in heaven and earth has been given to the Son. Those of us that are in Christ, we understand what that means. Our lives are is hidden, really, from the Father in terms of our sins. We're in Christ. Our, our, our true identity, our true position is in Christ. Uh, you're not talking to novice tonight that don't know about the new birth and what happened when we were born again. That's what, that's what the, why the term says, born again. We were men, regular men that accepted the Father and with faith we believe in the Father's uh, Son and His atoning blood 
And the Bible declares that those that have this faith, which is a gift all of itself, is born again, a new creature, never existed before. So a part of us is sinless, praise the Father, Abba, Abba Father, Abba Father. We sit in heavenly places, but we have a flesh upon the earth. The Bible talks about two different spots in the spirit. We sit in heavenly places. We're accepted by the Father in the Beloved or in the, in the Son. Now, some of you don't understand this. Just keep listening to the Bible Network because we talk about this a lot, and you will, okay? But it, we have to be born again. We understand that. That's what this network is all about, getting people born again. Those that are born again getting questions answered about the Father because the Father's being lied on them in a lot of, in a lot of settings. And we want to make sure they understand and see the love, the true love that Yah, Yahweh have for his creation and sending the Messiah and putting us, stationing us in the Son identity, okay, where we can come to him as a loving father just like he did with Adam. It's all about being able to walk with the Father in the cool of the day and having that shalom or that peace that passes all understanding. That's what this network is all about. Do not get it confused. We're not on no black and white trip. It ain't just about color. It's never about color. I don't even believe in the concept of black and white. I do not promote it on this station. We say black and white because so y'all know what we're talking about. And I know I'm talking fast, but I want us to set a certain tone before I open up with Brother Ellishaw. But listen, honestly, all jokes aside, really, truly, we're not playing tonight. We're not playing tonight. We're very, very serious. We have a serious issue going on. The police is killing us, murdering our children. They want to know, what shall we do? What shall we do? They say it like this. What are we going to do about this shit? You know, that's how they feel. They piss. They feel like... We can't trust this system. Fuck the system. I'll just blow up the whole thing. That's our young people. Some of you older people and I don't talk like that. Okay, I understand. But you you know how it is when people get frustrated? Y'all remember in the 60s and 50s? Those brothers said, we're going to go take these dead bodies and dump it off at the Capitol store. It's top Capitol steps. I think that, I forget what state that was, but I mean there was frustration in the 40s and 50s. And, and they use that language, so don't get so holy now y'all can't understand what shit means, okay? All right? I'm a believer. I don't talk like that, but I'm trying to help our older people understand the pain. These young people is not believing this system, and they ain't scared like some of us are, all right? They are ready to tear this whole innocent place down. That's how they feel. And those are their words. Now, I don't want to talk about on this show tonight the looting. I don't want to talk about the looting. Somebody said, well, if you talk about Black Lives Matter, you're looting. Black Lives Matter, those women that constructed Black Lives Matter were not, looting wasn't a part of their plan. They were to march, and they were to say we're tired of our black boys dying. Give those founders respect. What happened when the movement got taken over by others, away from the will and the desires of those women, you can't blame them for that. No more you can blame Baptists, uh, the founders of Baptists, for the crazy Baptists people doing stuff, or the founders of Church of God in Christ for the crazy, the, the holy people doing stuff. Okay, so let's be mature. Let's be, let's be scholars tonight. Let's be lovers tonight of humanity. Okay, no, 
down with the white man stuff. I ain't on that. We preach love nonstop on this show. Like I said at the end of all of my shows, I love every single one of y'all. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. So I ask the panelists, I ask the, the guests, please do not talk about the looting because there's a people, some, we found out there's plants, people that go there for intentions to destroy it, and they're doing things like breaking stuff out. One one, one of marchers actually grabbed somebody and took them to the police because they were breaking out windows and stuff, and they said, that's not what we're about. So let's not get it confused. That is not what Black Lives Matter I'm not going to entertain that. We want to talk about them marching, period, speaking out, period, and all the other things they do politically when they go down and try to go to city council. That's what we're talking about tonight. That's what we're talking about tonight. Uh, I want to say uh, shalom to Cecilia, and I see you in the chair room. I see Pastor Chris in the house, and um, so it looks like everybody's in the house. If you're going to be on the show tonight, you're speaking on the show tonight, uh, go ahead and press 1. I don't know the Bishop uh, Robert E. Smith and Brother Aaron Agnew's phone number. So if you're going to be sharing tonight, go ahead and press 1 again, please, or, or if you could. So again, tonight, tonight, tonight. Do not bring up the looting. It's just going to confuse the situation. Black Lives Matter founders don't endorse it. These are young people that, you, you got to talk about it. If the Baptists was out there marching, or anybody marched, I'm sure when Kingdom marched, there was somebody trying to start stuff up, okay? If their marches can't be responsible for somebody just getting their group and just go doing some crazy, as Brother John was saying last week. So it's not fair to them. We're talking about why they're out there in the first place how the church feels about them being out there, not how the church feels about some people that go looting when the founders saying no, no. And all the marches I've seen, all the marches I've seen, their leader always say peaceful. Let's do peaceful. Okay? So this show is not in any way promoting looting and silliness, y'all. we got to deal with where is the church at, even when it's peaceful. Most marches are peaceful. Most marches are, as you see, led by a lot of our white brothers and sisters. So when we come here and tell it's a black thing. It is a black thing in some regards. But, folks, let's just let's, let's deal honestly. Where is, where have been the church? Where are they at? What philosophies are they teaching? That's what we're dealing with tonight. That's what we're dealing with tonight. Our young people want to know, do you care about us? Do you care about these people killing us? This man on this guy's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Do y'all care? That's why they say, F these old people. That's why a lot of times we get in robbed. They, they, there's a disconnect. There is a disconnect, and we need to know biblically why that is. There is a disconnect. Um... Let me just make sure everything is okay. Everybody can hear me? All right. So let's do this. Let's go to the phone lines, and we're going to bring on um, Brother Elishua. After I mention one more thing, I just realized. Um, Bishop R. Uh, uh, Robert E. Smith is, um, so first of all, let me go to my panel first. Let's just get them first. First of all, Sister Eliana Badia is in the house. I'm going to bring her on shortly. She's with the, uh, Beth Shalom Mashiach, uh, y'all. And uh, for some of y'all don't know, i got a lot of phone numbers. I mean, I say every week, don't know. We have a lot of phone numbers. No, we really have a lot of phone numbers tonight, okay? And I think it's a topic. Um, then there is uh, uh, Pastor Alfie Chris of Alathia Temple, who's uh, in the house, I believe. 
And then Brother Elishur Yisrael Ellison, who is going to be leading out the panelists, is in the house. And Brother Aaron Agnew, I think they're in the house, who's going to be with Bishop Robert E. Smith Sr. Now, normally when Bishop Robert E. Smith Sr. was on, he was the main focus. We was interviewing him almost. This is a little different. They're just commenting on why, where the churches are, where their church is at, where they feel the church should be at with regards to these marches and protests, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so just know that it's a little different. If for some reason the bishop don't feel like he's being heard enough, we uh, may invite him for a part two uh, on next week. But just know, for the record, just know, for the record, tonight, tonight, is not Bishop Robert E. Smith interview. This is a they're just contributing to the topic. If they're in the house, again, press one if you're in the house, Bishop, and um, um, we'll bring you on, okay? Um, and uh, if I did mention the Bishop, uh, Robert E. Smith is with Total Outreach for Christ Ministries, and I think so is Brother Aaron Agnew, who will probably be reading the scripture for him. Um, I think y'all bear with me because there's so much to cover. What did y'all think of that opening? Um, uh, 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 that opening a statement by uh, uh, Jane Elliott. She said, we all just cousins. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, so, anyway, um, it's the wrong song here in the background. Y'all forgive me. All right, let's go to the phone lines and bring on um, Brother Ellis Shure because he has something he want to share with everybody with regards to Black Lives Matter. And, uh, Let's do that, okay? All right, y'all got to bear with me. I got so much going on here. So, all right, brother, I'm sure. I can see it. Find his number here. Well, let's go to Sister Eliana Body. I don't see brother, I'm sure just yet. Sister Eliana, uh, your line is open here. Code 209683, all the way up there in Mercy, California. Sister, welcome back to the show today. Say hello to the people. All right. Well, welcome, everyone. And um, this is going to be a, a really informative show. And it's it's a chance for us to really hear and a chance for us to talk. So let's be attentive. Let's let's dig into this together as a as a community, as a people and as a family. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right. And let's go back to the phone lines. We have the one and only brother, Alfie Chris. Uh, all the way in forward, Texas, of Alathia Temple. Brother Alfie Christie, hello to the people. Welcome to the show. Welcome. To, welcome. Thank you, Seth. Uh, I just wanted to say I'm, I'm happy to be here. I think you're doing an excellent job. And I wanted to ask Sister Eliana, you know, I saw uh, on the Internet about that young brother. They was at Palmdale, California. Yes. That that they uh, they said he was lynched. Well, they called it suicide, but we know they said he was lynched. Do you have any more information about that? Well, you know, actually, right before the show, I got a text that um, I don't have any more detailed information, but I got a text that this was the son of, uh, of, of a woman who had attended a, a fellowship that I used to attend in Oakland years ago mm-hmm. and uh, I guess they had moved and um, this was her son who was lynched so I'm waiting on more information about that um, as we speak but uh, I guess his mother's name was Sarah and I don't remember her per se because we I was at a really large fellowship I didn't know everybody 
but um, I just got a text on that. So, uh, but I am looking to. I heard on the news though up here that the police department in Palmdale they're treating it as a lynching, um, and they are doing investigations, and they know that it was sparked through the through the rallies and the protests. But you know, this wasn't the only death that uh, has come out of the George Floyd uh, protest. They have been killing many of many of uh, our people as well. So there's more to come, and uh, we know that there's civil unrest. But the unrest is in the heart of those that fear the change and fear the truth and don't want to let go of their Amen. way of life. So that's the only information I have on that, Pastor Chris. Well, thank you, Sister Eliana. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. Because, you know, it's... I found that I, I've seen that they, he wasn't the only one. They found at least two or three uh, young black men that had been lynched all around the country. But he was the first that I, I, I'd seen on the Internet, and then I started seeing more oh, yeah. different parts of the U.S. Oh, yeah. There was a brother that ended up dying in a cell uh, 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 in the police custody. There has been some people dying since this started. For real, for real, y'all. All jokes aside, sad. That's why we have got to answer the young people that say, where are y'all churches at? Where are y'all at? So I really appreciate, Sister Eliana, you coming on as much as you can. I know you got a lot going on with that, but you're handling personally. Your phone is blowing up. But whatever you can do tonight would be greatly appreciated. I don't see Ella Shure, so I'm going to go ahead and go to the, our guest, and then we'll go back to Ella Shure and let him open up with his 15-minute presentation. He's going to go for about 11 minutes, and then he has a four-minute clip that he want us to play. So let's go to the phone lines and bring on, I think this is Bishop Robert E. Smith of Total Outreach for Christ Ministries. Bishop Robert E. Smith, are you there? Okay. All right, let's do it like this. Erico 501-442. Someone has a question at Erico 501-442 or comment. Who am I speaking with? Okay, let's try this again. Someone who has a phone number, Eric code 501442. I can't give out your whole number. Yeah, this, this is Eric Agnew, Brother Seth. Uh, all right, brother, you love to speak. <laughs> you scared me there. But welcome to the show. Welcome to the Fire Stone Network, brother. How are you doing tonight? Doing well. Is the bishop going to be calling on? Is he on your line or is he going to call on a separate line? No, he should be on his own line. Um Okay, what is this error code? Because I'm not seeing uh, nobody. Bishop uh, Robert E. Smith, in the house, press one. No, I guess he's not on yet. Okay, well, you want to let him know. Uh, well, Brother Agnew is, is a member. I'm going to let you go to give a little, little about a minute intro of, of, of who you are, the, the ministry, and uh, who you are to Robert uh, Bishop Robert E. Smith, if you could. Again, welcome to the Five Stone Network. They, everybody, just so y'all know, we did like four shows with the, with the, with, with these brothers, and uh, it was very, very uh, uh, heated, kind of. It was, it was, it was a lot of information, and probably one of our shows with the most scriptures. Uh, well, I can't probably say that because we always share a lot of scriptures, but the bishop was rolling in the scriptures, and uh, Brother Agnew was supporting him, and Ella Shore. It was a lot of us, and it was a very Intense conversation. Hopefully, it won't be that intense tonight, but it may be because this ain't nothing to play with, and sometimes we just have to deal. But we will be re- 
Let's keep this uh, brother Alfie Chris always talk about. Um, so go ahead and say hello to the people, brother Agnew, and let them know a little bit about the ministry. And about a minute, a minute, please. Well, God bless you, and thank you for inviting us. Uh, as he said, I'm Aaron Agnew, and I have responsibilities in the church in Little Rock, and I'm a part and a member of the body of Christ, the church global. And we're just here to um, do some good in the hood. That's what we do on a daily basis. We have a ministry here in Little Rock. We have about 16 acres right here in the inner city. And all we do is outreach all day, every day. We have a Christian academy here, preschool through 12th grade. We're in our 32nd year of Christian education. And... um, that's what we do, worldwide ministry in every strata of society. So Bishop Smith is my dad, and uh, we just we travel together, we minister together. Yeah, when you that, say that, you're talking about, you're talking about in, the, in, in the faith ministry-wise, right? correct? Uh, I'm talking about my dad. <laughs> just like uh, God is our father, he's my dad. Oh, that's what I mean. I just mean, I don't want people to confuse with bio, biological. Okay, but we follow you. Yeah. Well, listen, Brother Agnew, uh, again, I remember the show last week. We didn't hear from you that those four shows, but hopefully tonight we will because we need some answers, brother. It's just that simple. We got to quit playing pussyfooting around with this, and uh, we got to get to it. And I apologize if I heard a language you're not used to. If you're in the hood, I'm sure you are used to it. But uh, we want to know, folks. Where are the Christians at? Uh, while we're waiting on the uh, Brother Ellis Shure, I don't see him, so he is supposed to lead out. Uh, so I uh, see him commenting on Messenger. So um, let's do this. Why don't you go ahead and start, because you're trained. You all have to be on the same page, I'm sure, doctrinally, doctrinally, doctrinally speaking. What would be your two-minute uh, response, or maybe I won't put you, I won't put a limit on it, but what would be your quick response to someone saying, yo, hey, you pastor, why come y'all ain't out here with us? You know, this shit getting real. Where y'all at? Please respond. Excuse me. Seth. Go ahead. Can we, um, before that, can uh, uh, our brother uh, lead in a, a prayer and start it with a prayer and then pre- do the response? Open the show. Very good. Very good. Please, Brother Agnew, could you do that? That's very good. Thank you, Sister Eliana. All right. Sure. Father, we thank you that you have called us to such a holy calling to be able to gather together in the name of Christ Jesus only to speak forth your word and to receive from you enlightenment, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, that we all can have a regulated heart so that we can carry out the work that you've called us to do. Our prayer is that you will continue to allow your word to have free course and be glorified in each and every person that hears your word, that we can all focus in on you and your desire for us. And we thank you, Father, for this and more than we can ask In the name of Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And amen. 
appreciate that, Sister Eliana. Good heads up. Again, we have young people saying, and again, folks, I have got to keep it real. So you may hear some language you're not used to. Look at the spirit behind what's being said and always not what's being said. Otherwise, young people would never call the show because they won't feel comfortable. That's the way they talk, folks. So, again, they saying, yo, where y'all at? I see you out here preaching. You got you, you talking about you've been out for 32 years sharing the gospel. But where are you at? Where y'all at? Yeah, you, you know, yeah, these marches are predominantly whites right now. And that is great. I welcome it. Because black folks, so-called black folks, again, we don't believe in black just, just, just as a tag for a legitimate people. It's not biblical. But these so-called people we call black have been marching for a very long time. So whites are a little late in mass. they always been there, too, but in small numbers. But to see them getting beat by the cops, not that we want that, see them getting harassed by the cops, some of them innocently, some of them are innocent. You've seen the news, I'm sure. Cop taking his shield and just shoving him into a cameraman who was just simply doing his job from Australia. We've got to quit protecting these people. They are, uh, they are out of control. The question isn't whether or not they're out of control. Hopefully, we, we agree with that. But the question is, what is the biblical response, Brother Edmund? Well, um, when you first started out, I was wondering if we would even be uh, on the same frequency and not just communications as far as language is concerned. But um, when we're really talking about the biblical response. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Uh, 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 Pastor Chris, your line is back open. I don't know if you know that or not. I know your line dropped you back on. Everybody keep the noise down, please. I hear a little noise in the background. Go ahead, please. Yeah, so that that wouldn't even be a question asked for us where we live. We we it's not even a question. So I don't I don't know how it is where you live, but for us, we've been here for thirty years. We've already marched the streets where we live at, and uh, these streets where I live at, they're not marching. As a matter of fact. I can step outdoors right now for you to hear what's going on right outdoors on my block. They're fighting right down the street right now. And so for me, you know, we march on our own streets because we know the truth. We live in the hood. So all the stuff that's on the news, we see behind closed doors. We get to go in these houses when they come over banging on our doors, asking us to come help them because somebody just knocked somebody out or somebody just got shot. We right here in the middle of it. And so all, all that new stuff and all that marching and all that crap, man, look, we, we, we're in Little Rock, and uh, we said it the last time, all we want, somebody can come and stay with us, come in the hood where we at, and let's march right here. I did a show just the other day where some guys were out in the white community with a Black Lives Matter sign. And I said, you know what? That's foolery. You come over to my hood and hold that sign up. You tell them in my hood Black Lives Matter because they don't believe it over there. They don't believe it where I live because if they believe it where I live, they live better. But they don't care nothing about black lives. 
And so bullets, we got bullet holes in my window right now. Okay, well, so hold, on, all, let's take a, hold, hold, hold on a second. And I hate to cut you off, but what happened is, because you, you're saying a lot of loaded stuff. You're not just talking like, you're saying a lot of stuff. So I want you to keep at it. I want you to keep the mic. I'm, I'm, I'm the bishop, uh, Robin Smith, if you're in the house, um, please press one so we can get you on. But you're... <laughs> Your uh, brother here is doing a great job. I appreciate you saying those things. Let's take them one at a time. You said marching all this crap. So you call marching crap. Everybody heard that. All right? So those young people Absolutely. that marching there. Okay, well, hold on. Let's let's talk about it. And then you said, um, you said in our hood, black lives don't matter. So you're actually saying what the marchers are saying. Black lives don't matter. You said these boys... Black lives don't matter. Okay, that's what they're saying. They they they're not saying to white people black lives matter. Black lives matter. Founder was saying to humanity. Listen, y'all, black lives matter. Not that all other people don't matter. We're just saying we matter too. That's all that's about. So I don't know what who come up with this concept of all lives matter. Of course we mean all lives matter. But when you say that, blacks get pushed in the back, and we just if we just said all lives matter right now. And nobody talk about why these why we're significantly dying way higher than any other people. And there has been no black cops that have shot white people the way the vice versa. And that's very, 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 very strange, I think, that no black cop have just shot some white guy because he was just white or because they will fry him. So it's very clear the target is on our back so you saying marching is crap and that in your hood you get knocks on the door and by the way staying in the hood brother agnew on this show does not necessarily give you points that don't mean that you are that don't mean that you understand because a lot of these boys in the hood that's causing a lot of this self-hate and and who don't value black lives stay in the hood so your resident address doesn't give you credit not that you said you wanted that but just so you know there could be people in the suburbs that can be just as effective as you are so let me just say that now i do applaud you i do applaud bishop robert e smith because you could have chose not to live in the hood so in one regards i do think it's i love to see pastors pastor where they live so this is why i have y'all on my show because y'all are, to me, in, in some regards, respected more than a lot of these ministries. I'm just going to give you that. Okay? I also have you on this show because I think y'all have a profound, profound understanding of life in Christ. Totally biblical. Really and truly, there is no black or white. I think y'all got it right. Where I disagree with y'all is what do you do with that revelation? Now, you're saying we're in the hood, we're teaching, blah, 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 but in some, in some times, well, I won't go there. Let me just go back to, to, to ask you a simple question because I, I won't open that can of worms up. So you say marching is crap. Talk about that a little bit more. How is young people that don't want to take a gun and blow some cops, that's what the Israelites would have did back in the day. Saw them wouldn't have played that. No nation would play like we're playing. No nation would allow somebody to just, kneel on their neck, that cop would have been dead. So let's just go there. The human response throughout history is to I'm trying not Can to... Can I add it. something in here? Go ahead, please. Okay. So I hear what, what he's saying. 
when he's saying that the marching is crap. I don't think he means it's not significant and it has no value and it has no worth. But what he is saying, I believe, and he can let me know, uh, what the minister is saying is if black lives really mattered to the core in the black community, there would be no black-on-black crime. Black people would be in a better mindset, but we are acting out. We have a platform to vent our anger in these marches and the peaceful protests. We come together, but in the reality of in our day-to-day lives in the community, we're not living what we're out there marching, and I think that is what our brother is bringing to the table because he's living in the situation amongst a majority black community, and and he has the first-class, uphand understanding of what he's looking at day-to-day. The people are acting out. They're using drugs. They're violent. They're murdering. But then when a black man is killed by a white cop, we are marching, which is also correct, and it is right, but at the end of the day, we need to do better amongst each other, and I think that's what he's saying. Um, go ahead, Minister. You can you can um, correct me or and and go ahead and, and elaborate on what you're explaining. Well, um, let let me say that uh, before I go on, I didn't give a disclaimer at all because I just said where we live now. Now I grew up not just in the hood, but I grew up when where my city was the homicide capital of the United States of America in the 80s and in the early 90s. I grew up in the worst neighborhood in Little Rock, Arkansas. And uh, I'm one of eight boys, five girls. I have 13 brothers and sisters. And uh, I I, I know the hood now. I'm, I'm not coming from a perspective that I don't know the hood. And I moved out of the hood. I went to a black college. I grew up in a black denomination. And when I left the hood, I moved an hour away from the grand master of the white knights in the Ku Klux Klan. And I lived there actually for almost 10 years before coming back because the Lord brought me back to the hood. So I did have the experience of leaving the hood and staying in a a pretty well-off community and being in corporate America amongst a lot of racist whites. I've been there, done that. I've had my stint with the police. I've done all of my time that I needed to do. So me being in the hood is because God called me back to the hood to minister in the hood. So that's why I'm here. But while I'm here, like you just said, my main ministry is Christ. And so in 2013, when the actual Black Lives Matter uh, situation jumped off after the Trayvon Martin uh, death, I actually wrote a book about the Trayvon Martin death, and my book was released at the same time Black Lives Matter released their uh, affirmation and confirmation. So when they first began Black Lives Matter, the, the entire organization and the push for Black Lives Matter, I was right in the thick of it. The reason I was in the thick of it is because the Lord had me in it and, and let me see some things, not in the thick of being in Black Lives Matter, the organization, but in the thick of seeing everything from the groundwork. And so I was invited to a big 
a big party. I call it a party. They were celebrating the Selma March in the Birmingham, Alabama, Martin Luther King Jr. This was in 2013, right after the Trayvon Martin situation. They were marching in Birmingham, Alabama, and me, my dad, and some others were invited to the march. We went down to be with them. They had a big conference, and they had a release of All Lives Matter to go against Black Lives Matter. Now, I'm sitting in the audience here while they have this All Lives Matter choir in 2013. You can research it, Birmingham March 2013. And I'm sitting in the audience, and I heard the Lord tell me, actually, all lives don't matter. There's only one true divine life, and that life is in my son. And if anybody don't have that life, they don't have life. And so I started preaching that message back in 2013. Only one life matters. And without that life, you don't have life. And so fast forward, 2020, I had an opportunity to step right out on this message because I remember when Black Lives Matter, it didn't start with Black Lives Matter. It started with Queer Lives Matter, Transgender Lives Matter, Lesbian Lives Matter. That's how it started in 2013. It wasn't about blacks. It was about women, queers, lesbians. And it, it was a breakdown of the, it was a breakdown of the home. Let, let me just finish that thought. It was a breakdown of the family structure of the home that women can lead out and you don't need men in the house at all. And this is not okay, some okay. made up stuff that I read on the, uh, online. Let's just, I say, actually let's just, saw say, these let's just say you're right. Let's just say you're right. I've heard the interviews from the founder, and I wish I could play it. She talked to some people as to what they was trying to do. She said, we just got tired as women, black women, watching our sons die. Now, maybe there was already these groups, and she got some ideas from those groups. I can't say that, but I'm not going to say that all this marching have to do with feminism. I'm not going to go there, brother. The loud cry is all the signs. We can't cause confusion tonight. Maybe that's where she got her idea originally from. I can't, I don't know. But she said, we got tired of our boys getting gunned down. And my, me and my friend decided just going to start the thing and say Black Lives Matter. Maybe that was already Queer Lives Matter. We don't know. But we're at this point, thousands of signs, millions of speeches, the most, most talked about event on the planet is now talking about Black Lives Matter. And, Brother Agnew, I cannot thank you. Even though I'm disagreeing with you somewhat, I cannot thank you for your boldness. And I wish the bishop would come on tonight, but I don't see him. He's normally prompt, so it tells me it's probably going to just be you tonight with regards to clergy. I reached out to about nine people that are pastors. This is what I get when we talk about these kinds of things. But if I say, come on and talk about prosperity and faith, now, Sister Tracy, if you listen to you, the exemption, because she really is a bulldog on this topic and probably is busy. But everybody else should have come, and I'm not going to call out names. But I have invited people that have been on this show before, pastors, didn't no show. So I'll give you points for that. But I vehemently disagree with you on, uh, well, I can't say I disagree, I don't know. I, I, I will back my statement, pretend I didn't say that. So let me just say this to you, and I want to hear your comment, then we'll go, we'll go back to Alfie Chris if you have anything. Young people are upset, brother. You got, I don't, you know, if you live in the hood, and I believe you are, 
Yeah, I, I can. I, I I know what it's. I got a little taste. I'm going through a little something right now. I know what you're feeling with watching these black boys do stuff to each other. Obviously, with self hate in their hearts. But what can you expect from them with what they have been given to work with? Nobody's teaching really who they are. You may, you guys may be, but I'm saying they're acting perfect. Those thugs knocking each other in the head, or if I can use the word thug, I don't really talk like that, but that's what everybody else calls them. I'm saying those young men, really, acting like thugs, acting like criminals, acting like liars, acting like bur- bur- uh, robbers, is acting perfectly. Geniuses, they're, act- they're behaving wonderfully. The father made them perfect. They're just acting out a lie. That's in their head. Lies that's in their head. Deception that's in their head. And ignorance that's in their head. So for the amount of ignorance and lies and deception that's in them, not to mention evil spirits, they're behaving beautifully. The problem is we have to get the God to get the evil spirits out of them. We have to replace ignorance with knowledge, deception with knowledge, lies with knowledge. And then you have, as Paul said, you transformed by the renewing of your minds. So it doesn't shock me what you're saying they're doing and the blacks. But still, why knock an organization that's marching? We can't go killing whites. Not that I want to. I don't want anybody else to. But I'm saying they don't want to go shooting people. So they will just march. I, I, knock it. I knock it because it has nothing to do with Christ. That's why I knock it. It has nothing to do with God at all. So my biblical response is my biblical response is that they can march all they want peacefully. They can be angels. But when you get finished with it, it'll still be devilish angels. I got 100 young men right now as we're talking in my gymnasium. We have a full high school gymnasium. I got 100 young men over there playing ball. None of them participate in Black Lives Matter because they come to hoop every night. I got another 50 young men I'm teaching on a daily basis. And so okay. we're teaching Christ. We're teaching Christ to these young men, and everybody I encounter, that's all I do is teach Christ to them, because there's nothing else that's going to help them anyway. Now the, the scripture tells us that that there's nothing good in the flesh. So just like you just talked about the people out in the suburbs, they're just as neurotic as these people over here are psychotic. And if we don't give them Christ, you'll just have a hidden demon sitting up in the house, and eventually. Something's going to come out when the war comes out. Eventually, something's going to come out. So the best, the best option you have is to do what you're supposed to do. And biblically speaking, a man of God is supposed to have enough power with God. He's supposed to have enough word in him that he'll stand up and speak God's word without hesitation and without doubt. But many of these preachers are weak, jelly-backed. They don't have no scripture in them, and they stand up standing with people in the world. And the Bible says the world hears the world, and those who know God hear God. And so they're in the spirit of error anyway. So I stand against, when people tell me they're Christians, I say most Christians, I stand against them anyway, because Christian ain't nothing. It ain't nothing but another religion. That's nothing to me. They're not disciples of Christ. They don't follow Christ. So most of these preachers out here, they're so weak, they're worse off than these people out here marching to me. They're sitting up in their houses with masks on. They're not doing anything. So, you know, with me, it's all about Christ. That's my biblical response. If you're not giving them Christ, you're not giving them anything. 
Well, let me say this, and then I know, after Chris, I'm going to invite him in, and Sister Eliana, you know, I want to hear from him. I'm trying to get out of this, believe it or not. But i got a comment here, and, and again, we mentioned Brother Leonard tonight uh, as a panelist, and Brother Ellis Shure. Uh, he's saying he has phone trouble, y'all, so we may not even hear that brother on tonight. So, anyway, uh, listen, there's two conversations going on. I agree. I agree with everything you said with regards to Christ being the solution. Please, no one, misunderstand what we're both saying. I agree 100% what this brother is saying when it's time for the answer. It's Christ. It's following the scriptures. It's seeing yourself as who you are in Christ. Even our black history is not enough to salvage us, but it's still good to know. But it's not good enough to salvage us completely. Israel, the greatest nation that walked this earth, had a problem. They knew who they were, and yet, y'all know what happened to them. So they needed a close relationship with the Father. The great Egyptian empires, they needed a close relationship with the Father. No matter how great you are, all those empires fall. There's only one empire that hasn't failed. So this brother is not whistling Dixie. Please understand what he's saying. I agree. The problem where I disagree is there is no mercy. I don't hear from him with regards to the outcry. I don't agree that marching is the answer, but when somebody say, ouch, what the fuck? I understand. I would say, what's going on? What's wrong with you? I understand. I want to, to console them, not say, why are you cussing? Not say, why are y'all out here... You know, I know some of them are going to lose because they feel like, man, I don't, I don't trust this blankety-blank system. So they just break a window. Not all looters are trying to steal stuff. Somebody just want to break up something. Those who are going to grab a computer, again, we're not talking about looting, so I, I broke my own rule tonight. But I understand people marching, but these young people got energy. You can't knock them for being young and being warriors they just warriors without direction, warriors without Christ. I'm not going to talk as though they're a problem for saying, ouch, damn it. Man, this shit is crazy. That's where they at. People right now cringing because I'm saying these words in the phone line. How are you going to deal with them out there? We're dying, man. We're literally dying. And if you, they get you off by yourself right about now, people coming up missing. People dying. And you're saying, well, I don't, I don't agree with none of it. They just, they just need you. Well, that is what they need. You're right. But before you get in there, you got to show them some love. you got to say, hey, I understand y'all out here. I understand it's painful. But, you know, don't. it's not all white people. You know, you got to, you got to, you got to, I don't know. Uh, say, brother, ask okay, me. listen. Go ahead, sister. I wanted to say, now, I understand from what I understand, George Floyd was, uh, wasn't he a part of a church? He was part of a Absolutely. ministry. Yes. So he's a man of God. He believes like, um, you know, that he's in the newness of life and that it doesn't matter that his real life is in Christ and, and that he has, you know, liberty. Yet he is walking in the street viewed as, uh, to the oppressive force as just a common, ordinary nigger, how they see us all, whether we are filled with the anointing, the spirit of God, speaking tongues, uh, can cast the devil out, raise the dead, 
But if they want to kill us and they do it in the way they do it in a hunting party, like they do in the police, because it takes more than them. It's never one lone white man killing a lone black man. It's always more than one because they operate out of a spirit of fear. Now, they, they, they recognize not the spirit of Christ in the man, and if they want to kill him as a black man, as a man of God, uh, there was another uh, minister who was, uh, I believe, stopped a few months back and was killed, and he was a worship leader, I do believe, in the church, loved the Lord, and was still killed because of the color of his skin, because he was black. We, there, you know, the scripture says in Ecclesiastes, to everything there is a season. There is a time of war, and that does not make you antichrist or not a part of the body. And that's what the church has not taught, because the oppressor, when we came out of slavery, taught us to turn the other cheek. And we're still teaching that. Turn the other cheek. Turn the other cheek. It's going to be better by and by. And so we do not want to stand up when we can stand up and be a leadership and be a voice because we're still teaching what they taught us to teach. The overseer taught us in churches to teach, turn the other cheek. Black man, black woman, you do not get involved in politics black people, but we, white people, we can poison your water, we can diseducate your children, we can put lead paint in the homes that you live in, but you turn the other cheek because the Lord will fight your battle. I think we have to grow up and have a better understanding of how to rightly divide the word of truth. There is a time for war. And the people of God will have to go to war. This is biblical. This is what ancient Israel did when they came out of the wilderness, I mean out of Egypt and they went into the wilderness. They had to go in and possess the land. And they didn't do it by sitting around praying and laying hands on the people and speaking in tongues. They had to take up arms, they had to go fight their enemies, and they had to slay them in order to take possession. In the modern church, we think somehow God has changed and that he doesn't have the same requirements. But if we read the scripture carefully and understand it, we see that there is a time. There's a time to mourn and there's a time to, to die. There's a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn. I mean, there's, there's, all, there's all these different seasons. And we are coming into a season where things are changing and as believers who have, the scripture already tells us the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. But if you combine those spiritual weapons, and if in a time of war, real warfare, like the Maccabees had to really fight the Greeks, real war, and they still loved the Father, and they were praying and asking for help. We see all the battles of ancient Israel. They prayed. The Father sent out the singers. They went out, but they had to do warfare. There, it's no different. We're afraid because we've been oppressed in this land for a long time, but the time of our oppression is coming to an end. And so what we have to do is really stand truly on the word. The young people need elder shepherds, but they're not going to listen to us if we are not fully aware 
of the responsibilities, the duties, and we can't guide them. And that's why they don't listen to us. That's why they don't come into the churches to receive salvation and then to sit around and to eat and become fat and get diabetes and heart disease and all kind of other things that most Christians, especially black Christians, deal with because they're not doing nothing. There's no movement. There is nothing happening but eating and preaching and teaching and sitting and singing and eating, but they're not doing nothing. And then we end up praying for people with diabetes, heart disease, and all that is through your own fork to your mouth, but we are not relevant and we say we love the Lord and the only life, and we've got to live this life maybe 60, 70, 80, 100 years on this earth, and we're not relevant and doing anything, and we can be in the midst of our own people, and nobody's getting saved. That's why there's so many churches in the black community on every corner. Everybody wants to be a pastor. Everybody wants to be a leader. Everybody wants to be authority, but no one wants to follow orders. No one wants to come under subjection, and no one wants to do anything for real. And we watch our young men go to prison. We watch the cops come in and kill them. We watch our young women get into prostitution. We watch them be beaten and abused. We watch our young uh, young people grow up without proper parenting. And you got a man that says he's a Christian that loves the Lord God, and his only thought is heavenly bound, but he's not re- in touch with reality. Walk by these people, and he doesn't care. God is not a part of anything like that. And that's what may we I have say, to come to the understanding. He's not a part may of I that. Say, we have to be real and engaged in our community, just like Yeshua, Jesus. He ate with publicans and sinners, and he was counted among them because he cared about them. It was real. We have to get real with our communities. I'm going to yield. This is why I always and we always say, that we have to give room and deference to be able to get around one another. Because what you just said about what's going on in, um, I'll say, Christendom, and this is why I'm on a, a campaign against Christianity, because when it comes to knowing the word of God, it's impossible for a person to be so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good. Anybody that's truly heavenly minded is all the earthly good. And most people do not know God. Shame on them. They don't know El. They don't know Yahweh. They don't know the real true God. And because they don't know him, they don't know his word, then they don't have power with him. And so everything I'm hearing about we and us, and the dying, the last time, brother, somebody came to me talking like that. I told him, look, we can talk, but I, I'm sorry. I said, we can talk, but I'm not going to speak with you in your anger because you don't want to hear me in my anger. You don't want to hear me going off. So I'll listen to you. I listened to him for 45 minutes. He didn't have to use those words for 45 minutes straight. And then I gave well, him finish. five minutes of words. Can, can I finish real quick? Okay, go right ahead. This brother changed his attitude toward me. But when it comes to the us and the we, the, I'll say it like this. I'm not dying. I can't be killed. 
because I have a word in me that keeps me from dying. And any believer that really believes on the Lord Jesus Christ that gets to really know him can have that same word because it's in his word. Like you said, it's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He's the Lord God and he changes not. Now, if that's the case, even though the dispensations have changed, if that's the case, I don't have to worry about dying. But when you say these people believe in God, that's a man of God, that's a Christian, that means nothing. That means nothing at all because I used to be a Christian and smoke weed. I used to be a Christian and fornicate and commit adultery, all of that. And I've seen all these bishops doing the same thing growing up. I grew up in the church. So really that means, and when it comes to these young people out here doing all they're doing, I really don't blame them either. I agree with that as well. I blame their parents because I, I educate children for a living. That's what I do every day. And do you know what we run into? We run into a whole bunch of bad parents. I say I've never seen a bad child before. It's parents who have not taught their children. And because they didn't teach their children, their children are doing what they're doing. So well, you don't blame the child. Let, you, the let, child let, is let learning what the parents let, are teaching them. Let me say this really quickly because we kind of – I don't want to start – okay, Kids is acting up away from March, and that's all good. Again, you're doing a very good job. If I may, who am I to try to grade you? You should answer the most high. And we do have a caller uh, with it, two callers, so bear with me. Real quick, I'm coming to you. Uh, but, Brother Agnew, just for the record, you're getting an A tonight, brother. I appreciate you being on. Uh, I think I see another 510. That may be the bishop, but I tried to bring him on here and say anything, so I'm going to go back to that 510 I can't get a whole number out, but you know who you are. Please be ready to talk wherever it is. Uh, but, Brother Agnew, I want to thank you, man, for your boldness. It's just, I just so am thankful. The last time y'all was on, I, I had to give y'all points, man. Y'all, 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 you have your 6 a.m. prayer. You've been doing it for over 30 years. You're out there in the hood. I, I have to give you proper, brother. Just so know that before I make any statements. And notice in love, Sister Eliana, that was profound what she said. And she's not arguing with you. She's not that kind of person. And she don't need me to say this for her. But that was brilliant. She just get let you. So just know we're all good, all right? This ain't going to be no little, little simple conversation. People are upset with Black Lives Matter. People love Black Lives Matter. And we're trying to figure out it's not just about Black Lives Matter. Some people are marching, and they're not necessarily... It's not even a Black Lives Matter march. Every march is not Black Lives Matter organized. Some people just marching. And for where uh, Brother Donnell, who was supposed to be on last week, they call themselves, um, I forget the name, but it's, it's not Black Lives Matter, but somebody will show up at his march with a Black Lives Matter. So Black Lives Matter getting all this credit, and it's really not them organized march. So let's know what are we dealing with tonight. Where is the church at, at the marches? Where is the churches at at the outcry? outcry? What are they outcrying about? Well, hear me out. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tonight, tonight, what are we dealing with? Where is the church? Not your church. Not your church. You may be the, you are an example. I'm going to say, hold on, Brother Agnew. You guys are out there. I give you points, man. And you're trying to let people see it's Christ. I, man, my hand goes out. That's what I, I, I hope I'm doing. 
It's all about coming through that door of Christ, changing your lives, lining your life with the scripture. But you've got to deal with some things before they even get to your church. They're not coming to church. Like Sister Eliana said, y'all may yeah, be talking to See, that's people. the thing. We don't have y'all a church. Should, we don't have a church. One, one, one more thing. You got us, one more you got us wrong. Please. We don't please, have a church here. Please let me get this out, and I promise you, you got the floor. You don't even have a guest right now. It may be just you doing the whole thing, but we do have a five one zero five seven five eight four number with the hand of who's not answering this for some reason. I'm go. I'm gonna go to the phone lines here in a second. But tonight, let's not get it twisted, y'all. Let's just kind of come over back into this one lane. We're not talking about young people acting up necessarily. I mean, that is a part of the problem. But the young people is not the one with the knee on the guy's neck. We don't want to bring all our baggage as a nation to this conversation. We're talking about police and really everybody, too, at the same time that don't value black lives. So you're not off topic when you talk about young people doing things where we won't. Because that's the topic. Why don't our lives matter? So that's definitely part of it. But we want to focus on the police and the white supremacists that everybody's forecasting is about to go off because we just shamed what they're doing in the dark. So there is, is people dying for real, y'all, right about now. I mean, police brutality right about now is probably higher than it's ever been since we've had this. Well, maybe not since the 50s and four and all that, but right about now. It's white folks getting beat down, teeth knocked out because they're standing with them. They're called nigger lovers. They did this back in the 40s and 50s. They're getting it right now. So the people want to know. We're the church. If your church is there, I'm going to ask you this to go to the phone lines. Let's get up off what y'all are doing for a minute. Because we're not in here to just talk about what y'all are doing in Little Rock. It sounds like y'all are doing the right thing. Congratulations. And I'm not being facetious. I really mean it. Congratulations. Y'all may not be talking like we talk about how we Hebrews and all that, but brother, listen, I ain't always believed we Hebrew, and I came through the door of Christ and, 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 and Yahweh. So I applaud what you're doing. Please keep doing what you're doing. You're a part of the answer. But it's not just about your organization tonight. I need you, if you can, to kind of, if you could speak, you probably say, I can't speak to these other pastors, but where, why aren't the churches either marching? Because you just said you hate the marches. But but why do you think, maybe, anyway, let, let me just, you think of chew on that, and let's go to the phone lines and answer this question that's been over for a long time. Just chew on that, and we'll come back to you, please. Uh, error code. Eight one seven nine six six. Go ahead with your question or comment. We'd love to know your name and your city, please. Again, someone at eight one seven nine six six. Hello. Yes, go right here, brother. You uh, Let us know who you are and what city you call from, please, quickly. Uh, this is uh, Apostle uh, Malachi Reynolds of uh, Fort Worth, Texas, of the Lost Son Israelites Ministry. Um, I just wanted to make a comment, if you can allow me to. Um, I, I just want to say that the churches, uh, no one church represents uh, all churches. Uh, and as you brought out earlier, uh, Black Lives Matter is what the media is uh, promoting all these protests as. But uh, I can explain to you right here in Fort Worth, Texas, that the uh, 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 a brother named Donnie B, who has an organization called United My Justice, 
who has um, who uh, did a protest for about 11 or 12 days. Uh, Fort Worth, Texas was known nationwide for doing this protest for 11 or 12 days uh, every day. Uh, and But it also consisted of another group called Enough is Enough. Uh, so it wasn't led by Black Lives Matter. Uh, and also I would say that there are churches that are out there marching in different states. Uh, but uh, it, it's, a, it's a coalition of different groups that are doing these marches. Uh, so I just wanted to uh, bring out to you that Black Lives Matter was not leading the marches in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, but the media was pushing it as if it was Black Lives Matter. Uh, also, I want to say that that uh, in the days of Dr. Martin Luther King, he was able to effectively organize marches at that particular time because most people identified themselves as Christians, uh, whereas today uh, a lot of our people, uh, we're, we're, we're fractured people. A lot of us don't see the church as the center of our community anymore. So uh, we organize ourselves, a lot of our people organize ourselves around ideology, uh, their opinions, and with their cliques and different groups. So uh, the church led the best organized protest plan of action of uh, movement under under the late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, uh, that actually got some things accomplished, although I don't agree with integration, you understand? Whereas, you know, I applaud the young people, and I'm out there. I've been out there. I have been out there rapping for the jailhouse. I have been out there uh, uh, with my ministry and also with, 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 with the uh, community groups and things like that. But, but the difference is that uh, uh, it's, it's not as organized, it's not as structured, and there is no, uh, uh, with some of the groups, some of the groups does a plan of action, and some of the groups does not a plan of action. Uh, but uh, the church, what they did in the 60s, because it was led by uh, people who were centered around Christ- Christian principles, you understand, uh, uh, has made it possible for there to be a lot of protests like it is today. You understand? So the church is involved, but at the same time, uh, uh, the church today is, is it doesn't hold the position that it held back in the sixties, where everything in the black community pretty much had to go through the church. Right now, our people are fractured. We're so fractured that we are divided by different ideologies and lifestyles and things like that. You understand? So I just want to bring that out. Thank you very much. Uh, Elsie Chris, uh, Pastor Elsie Chris, I'd love to hear your comments on that. Okay. Um, can you hear me? Hello? Yes, brother. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I, I wanted to respond to a couple of things. Uh, first, I want to say, Eliana, that was very pertinent what you said. Um, I'm going I'm to just start off by saying uh, I understand why young people might have a question of the church, the black church right now. You know, I'm old enough to remember when Dr. King was around, and it was the church who led the civil rights movement. Okay, so our children learned about Dr. King and Malcolm X and all of this. And then, okay, so here we are at the precipice of another civil rights movement 
So he looked around and said, hey, uh, where's Dr. King? Where, 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 where are the church leaders who led the, the protest back in the civil rights movement? And honestly, we have to admit the church is not there. So Black Lives Movement comes in, and they have taken over the movement. But I don't think we can blame them. There was a void there, and they just stepped in and, and took up the mantle. Now, we may not agree with them with all of that that they believe, but they did step into where there was a void because the church relinquished that to other people. And I, I can, you know, I was around and I can remember how organized Dr. King and the Civil Rights Movement was. They were organized. And I guess young people are looking at us saying, hey, they're killing our people, but we need, we need some pastors to lead this. And we have kind of taken a step back and said, mm, nah, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. But, but it's the young people are looking for us for advice, the church to be the leaders, and we have relinquished that to Black Lives Matter. And when something else Eliana said, which I fully agree with, you know, is that we so-called Christians have been given a Western theological philosophy that is meant to keep you enslaved. You know, if, if you think about it, you know, like, like, like right now, you know, I see a lot of young people are saying, hey, I'm going to have to get me a weapon. Well, we were told, no, you don't need weapons because God is going to take care of it. But if you read the Bible, you know, if you really read the Bible and understand, there was a time to go to war. Joshua, God gave uh, the Hebrew Israelites the Holy Land, but he told Joshua, look, I'm behind y'all, but y'all going to have to go and take it. If you read the Bible, Yahweh, I mean, you know, I study it, you know, from a lot of different angles, but Yahweh has never waved the magic wand and in any liberation movement. When they were in Egypt, he he heard the people's cry and agony, and he chose Moses. He said, hey, Moses, you're going to have to go talk to Pharaoh, who was the most powerful man in the world at that time. But he said, you're going to have to go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. When they got out of Egypt, they spent the 40 years in the desert. Then it was time to go to the, to the promised land. Hey, Joshua, you're going to have to go over there. You're going to have to kill some people, get them out the way. But you, I'm not going to give it to you. I'll be with you, but you're going to have to go and take it. And, you know, some judges, you know, you, you, you just read the Bible. King David, the man after God's own heart, what was his claim to fame? King David killed a lot of people. For the Hebrew Israelite nation He shed so much blood that Remember Yahweh told him Hey man I, I like you You're a man after my own heart But I don't want you to build my temple Because you have shed too much blood So let me say this And so we, we, we got to You know huh? uh, Pastor let me say this uh, Pastor Alfie Chris I know people are saying this Thinking this So as a moderator Or as a I have to think like those That don't want to press one Again if you want If you want to talk to Any of us Y'all press one Please and if your questions, uh, uh, those of you in the chat room, go ahead and type your questions. We'll get them as soon as you can. But really quickly, are you not advocating that we go kill? Because I'm not be saying that because if you're saying, well, we're going to be like the Israelites. No, no, just, I'm just saying. No, I'm not, I'm not advocating killing. Good, I'm good, advocating good. there are times, you know, a time, to, a, a time for war and a time for peace. I'm not advocating So right now, killing. what's the time for? Because I want to hear more about what's the time to do right now. Now, you're, you're, well, you're a pastor. The time you just, hold, I on, mean, hold on a second. I mean, hold on a second. Hold on a second. You just heard from a pastor, Brother Aaron Agnew. 
is pastoring pretty much, and uh, he is a pastor, especially the work they're doing. You heard from him. He's saying they need to be taught Christ. They need to come to Christ. They need to be talking about who they are in Christ. And we've had them on the show before, so we already know where they're going. They mean talking about things like there is no color in Christ. There is no black or white male nor Jew. That we're new creations in Christ. And you have these rights and privileges forged by the scriptures. This new identity that the Father sent the Messiah to make sure we know so we won't walk in things like black and white and, and male and female. So I respect that. So you coming on as a pastor, please, the young people are listening. What should we do? They are killing us. And then Brother Agnew was well, we, here I to think, tell you about you. I think, I think they're doing the right thing except for looting and, and stealing and being aggressive. That's the only thing I, I you know. They can be, they can protest, but I don't, I don't believe they should be looting and stealing. But you know, that's that's because the guidance and who's the leader, who's leading them, who's who's giving them direction on how they should protest and say, hey, we don't want, we don't want no looting and stealing, because that really okay. takes away. Okay, I feel okay, what? Let me, let me let me just ask you another question because and then we're gonna take a little quick break, okay, y'all. Okay, sure. Uh, uh, but really quickly, really quickly, actually, after you comment, I'm gonna see Sister Eliana having to comment because I know Brother Agnew does on what you're saying, and then we'll take a break. Um, listen, Brother Agnew gave a solution. The march can't be a solution. The march can only, the designing of the march is to bring awareness, let the world know this is how many people disagree with you. That's why you got to have numbers in the march. It ain't going to help if you got five or ten people. That's not what a march is designed for. you got to tell society there's lots of people that disagree with this. So Black Lives Matter have one of the most successful marches that we've ever seen. It is global. Everybody's not looting, so that's why I want to talk about looting. And young people are saying, where is the church? Yes, there's always a few churches, but the kind of numbers that the churches, one pastor can beat 10,000 in Fort Worth, Dallas. He just say, y'all, let's go to the market. There'd be thousands. I mean, come on. There could be millions. Even though there's thousands, there could be high millions if the church really endorsed this. Now, Brother Agnew, I personally think, and I'm not scared of him, I'm just being real. I actually think they're part of the, of the solution. But I don't like his comments and his not showing mercy where when people start screaming, ouch, and they use profanity, and they're out there marching, they're out there. I don't like how you talk about the marches. I don't like how you talk about Black Lives Matter because there's some young mothers that just tried to do something. And I applaud those black women. I have high respect just like I do for him. One group is saying, it's designed to show there's a problem. Let's get masses involved and let's try to get the politicians to understand this is where the masses of people think. Y'all better listen to them because they, they're going to vote after a while. And if you don't listen to the masses of people, you're not going to. So they're trying to use numbers game, the numbers game. That's what Black Lives Matter is about. Brother Agnew is saying, I hear you. Actually, you don't say I hear you. He said, I don't like that crap. They need, he's on the solution. I'm thinking you need both. You can't go make yeah, people know that you know about Christ for 30 years you've been doing this. You, people, 
these young people, 18, 19, 20, and even older, they don't know about Christ. They don't know about the new birth. If Christians don't know it, as he said, how do you expect young people who feel like, man, they're trying to kill our asses? How do you expect them to know about the new birth and just feel like, I don't, I don't want to get involved in that crap? This is why young people say, hell with all y'all. I ain't got the time to listen to all. This is what somebody said in the chat room. Green Beasley. This is what she said, or he said. They made a comment about preachers. She shouldn't be listening to, I can't even see my comments here. Here we go. This is what's going in the chat room. A lot of chatting. Black folks must realize that they are captive artists, and our person will never see unity. And nor should we be fully integrated to a system that does not fully accept us. Stop following these plantation preachers who march in the lockstep with master. Now, I hope she's not talking about Brother Agnew, because I disagree that he's that. But this is how they feel. Because of the mercy, I think, that, that the church has. And some of the very comments Brother Agnew is saying, even though he's a part of the solution. So, Brother Chris, finish up. Sister Eliana, we come at you, Brother Agnew. Comment, then we got to quick break. Okay. I think, you know, like I, I said, I just, uh, you know, the church has relinquished their leadership to uh, social justice matters. Because most churches you go to, I mean, these days, most black churches do not speak on social justice issues. And the children are looking at us, you know, they said, okay, we remember Dr. King. Now we've got a new civil rights movement. Where are y'all? And I say, I'm saying that the church has kind of relinquished that to Black Lives Matter. And I don't have anything against them. I don't agree with everything they stand for, but somebody has to lead it. If they, there's a leadership board, somebody has to lead it. And it used to be pastors. Now it's been relinquished to somebody else. And I believe in teaching people about Christ, but I don't believe in preaching, teaching them about the slave theology, turn the other cheek. Because, you know, if you, if you know what you're reading in the Bible, that's taken out of context. My understanding of it is saying turn the other cheek to your brother and sister. Those rules were given to a community, Hebrew, Israelite. So if, to me, they are not universal laws. They are laws given to a certain people by, by the Most High God. And I'm gonna relinquish my time because I know you got some. Uh, I know other people want to want to speak to that. Well, I want to go to Sister Eliana, but I want to say this: a believer that wars in the spirit is the most violent human being on the earth. That's all I'm gonna say about that. They think guns or something? No. Somebody really warring in the true spirit is very violent. Sister Eliana, and then uh, going to you, Brother Agnew, and then we're gonna take a little short break. Okay, well, my take is that the churches, first of all, need to be the first in calling out not only the, the, the community, but they should also be addressing the, the leaders of the nation. They should be calling for uh, public uh, prayer and fasting and a time of repentance. I have not seen that plea made by um, any religious leaders yet, um, but this is what should be happening. Um, they should, there should be fasting, and the church should be leading in the fasting and the praying. We know that the, 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 those leaders, those that are in leadership, they are very different uh, degrees of where they are faith-wise. Many of them do go to a church. Um, a lot of them are Catholic. Um, a lot of them are uh, uh, Protestant. Some of them don't go to church at all. 
but the church itself, you know, the body, the, the, the core body of Christ should be in a time of fasting right now and prayer and seeking the face of the Most High because in order for clarity and, and things to come out, we need the hand of the Most High to really lead in this matter. And it's a twofold thing. This is scripture being fulfilled, number one. Uh, we, as the people of the book, the biblical people, we have passed the 400 years. And immediately after that time, according to the scripture, according to the Most High himself, telling his servant Abraham about coming into the land, what he told him was, of course, we know this and some may not, but that your descendants would be, you know, in a strange land and mistreated. This is the mistreatment of the children of Jacob, the seed of, 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 of Jacob. We have been mistreated for 400 years, as the scripture said, but the, but the father said, immediately after those days, I will judge the nation. So not only did the pandemic break out over the world, there were fires, tempests and storms, earthquakes around the world. I mean, this is judgment. The position that we should be in as believers and those that know the Most High we should be in one of prayer and fasting because we are going to judge angels at some point when all this is over. We are going to be the new leadership, the government. The government is upon the shoulders of the Messiah, and he is going to put put that on the the shoulders of his people. So where we should be leading as, 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 as the church or the church and the Hebrew Israelites and those that call, you know, feel that they are, called and and are walking in the truth and are filled with the spirit of the Father, we should be in prayer. We should be calling a solemn assembly. We should be praying, but we should also be speaking. We should address the leadership. Moses addressed the Pharaoh. He was the representative, the direct representative of the Most High. He got his marching orders from the Most High, and he addressed Pharaoh. All of our spiritual leaders, Daniel was taken captive. They did not eat the portion of the king's meat, him, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but Daniel was chosen. He addressed the king. So we have to understand that we have a role, and this is something we're not doing. We're not addressing the leadership of our nation or the leadership of other nations as the, as the house of faith, as the Hebrew Israelites. We are doing a lot of other things, but what we need to do is we first need to purify ourselves, and then we need to address the leadership, but we also need to call the people into accountability and repentance. You know, when Nineveh was about to be destroyed, the whole city of Nineveh, they weren't even following the Most High, but they had seen and known of his works, and they knew it was serious judgment. And so not only did they fast, but they're children fasted, and they even caused their animals to fast to avert destruction from the Father. So this is the example, and this is what we need to be doing. We need to be in the spiritual place. We need to be spiritually minded, but we need to be in prayer. We need to be fasting. We need to be entreating the Father for directions. He will give us our marching orders. We need to be able to confront this ungodly leadership that we now have, and, I mean, all, none of our leadership has ever been godly in, in terms of secular government, but they need to hear from the Most High through a representative of the Father. 
And that's what we need to be in the position. And the Father will raise one of us up to speak, and that person should carry that message. So, and then the young people, you know, we can, once they see you uh, walking in a way, and they see that glory upon you through your own setting yourself aside and fasting and humbling our souls before the Father, they'll follow you because he'll put a word in our mouth for the young people, a word they can't deny, something that they'll listen to, and they will even clean up their language and apologize. You know, they might come a little rough, but they recognize, every man recognizes the spirit of the Father. And so even the demons recognize his spirit and tremble. So we have to understand we're keeping, if we don't put the most high in the equation, we're not going to come up with the right answer. We need his His wisdom in all of this. It is wrong what they're doing, and it, it's time for this kind of outcry. If you go back to the history of this nation, 400 years, this is the time when we, we are the strongest, we are the most able of, the, of all the generations of our ancestors and forefathers who believed in the Father, they sung songs, way down Moses, they knew about the lynchings, they knew about the destruction, they knew about the selling off of their children, they waited with bated breath for a redemption. Well, we've come to that time. Now we are more equipped in our generation. And so the Father is going to expect nothing less than we stand up as his sons and daughters, as representatives, and take this bull by the horn and leave. Go ahead, Cecilia. No, that was my last statement. And leave. We need to leave. Well, Brother Agnew loved to comment on that. She said a whole lot that was very powerful, and hopefully you remember all of that. But I'd like you to respond. Uh, if you can, then we're going to take a break. That was very good, Sister Eliana. Brother Agnew, go right ahead and respond, and we'll take a little short break and we'll be in after, um, after your comment. Yeah, again, I don't know where the we's and us's are myself because uh, you keep talking about, you know, what we're doing in our church. We don't have a church here. There's only one church, and Christ is the head. It's organic. It's mystical. It's the body of Christ. And it's not an organization. And so we're talking about... Okay, hold on, hold on. Brother Agnew, for time's sake, because I want you to, I want you to, I want to hear from you <laughs> here right now, but don't do that. When we say church, everybody on this line know we're talking about the fellowship. You're gathering there, the building where you're working from. So, yes, we all know that well, the, well, that's the, Just that's the Well, pro- that's the problem, because it's, it's a misidentification. You're misidentifying what the church truly is. We're an expression of the church. We're not the church. So right. even in we my city, that, anywhere. We I, but, but I know what you're saying. We are. It's, it's, it's okay. The real church is in town. All right. You're right. It's impossible. I'll tell you what. It's I'll impossible. tell you what. If you're not going to let me talk, you just let everybody else talk and you didn't interrupt them. If you're not no, going to let I, me talk, then I'll, I'll I just stop. Saying, though, I, agree with I, you I don't like being interrupted like that. I don't like being interrupted like that. If you're gonna interrupt me, you didn't interrupt them. If you're gonna interrupt me, then I'll just drop I'll just drop it all. Because I'm brother. speaking on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ just like you. I believe I'm speaking for God just like you. And so if you're gonna interrupt me, this is your line. I don't wanna interrupt you and I don't wanna I am not here to, to do that. But, but I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of the Lord where I am. 
We're not the church. The Bible says there's only one church, and that's the body of Christ. Now, all of these little buildings on the corners, even where I'm worshiping at, we're not the church, but we gather every day here. We have about 100 people gathering here. We never stopped when everybody else was closing down. We were still coming here every single day. So we're an expression of the church in the city of Little Rock, and we're an expression of the church worldwide. Now, when we come to the church, we're not talking about Hebrew Israelites. We're not talking about blacks. We're not talking about whites. We're talking about those who are crucified with Christ. And those who are crucified with Christ don't act like Peter and them. They don't jump up and, and start being hypocrites and hate their fellow brother. Who is my fellow brother? Those who have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. So a lot of these black folk running around are not my brothers in Christ. But a lot of these folks that they're calling white, these brothers are not white. They're actually my brothers in Christ. And so when we're talking about the church, and, and yes, you do have members of the church who have hatred in their heart. You have members of the church who are killing one another. And we're not talking about just white on black because I travel in Africa, Asia, Europe. I'm all over these nations. And I know that here in the United States of America, people are so blind because they don't have a global reality. And so when you're talking about what's going on in America, I do a lot of outreach in South Africa. been there numerous times. And I know what's going on in South Africa. You're talking about that knee on the neck. That's nothing. I mean, the president of, of South Africa, his wife was going around necklacing people setting them on fire and we were over there preaching during that time and so when we're talking about all this all the stuff we're talking about talking about the church the church is alive and well the church is not a penny wagon and running around talking about we need to do this no the church is doing this we are fasting and praying we are speaking to those in government that's what the church is doing now if you're going to say we it's because you don't have the outcome of what the real true church has the outcome of the real true church has the outcome of what god wants us to have so we have power in government and when it comes to the government, the government is not taking care of the people we're taking care of. We're not relinquishing the charity and taking care of the poor. We're doing that ourselves. We're not looking for the government to do what we do. And so when we talk to the government, we talk with power and authority. So we go to the mayor, we go to the city council, we go to the governor. And when Obama stood up, we sent a message to the White House when he said that all these pastors are going to be marrying these homosexuals. We said, you're a damn lie. We're not going to do it. Because we're the church and you don't run the church. Same thing with all the other leaders that's in the White House. They don't run the church. Christ runs the church. And if anybody wants to come against the church, we have power. So they can't come in and kill us. We can lay our lives down, but they can't kill us. And so that's what, that's all that talk to me, there's no oppression in the church. I'm not oppressed. I have no oppression in my life. I'm not poor. I'm not weak. The government doesn't have their knee on my neck. I can breathe because I have the breath of God. God gave me breath. So I can't die. It's impossible. So when we're talking about the church, you know, what I'm hearing is not the church. What I'm hearing is a bunch of opinions based on a lot of history. Even when we talk about Martin Luther King, to me, Martin Luther King was not a martyr for Jesus Christ. He was a reverend in the church. He was a member of the body of Christ. But he was not a martyr of Jesus Christ. A martyr of Jesus Christ is someone who stands up and preaches the gospel, stump down gospel of Jesus Christ, and he gets killed because he's talking about Jesus Christ. Not somebody who's trying to bring the blacks and the whites together. You can't do that. 
There's no way you can go out and tell me Christ got you bringing whites and blacks together or trying to get the government to have justice. You can't have real true justice on the earth. The only person who has justice is Jesus Christ. God is justice. And so human government cannot give you real true justice because human government does not walk in the power of God. They're not the church. Only the churches, she said, we're going to judge angels. We're going to judge the world, but we're supposed to be judging in the church. There's supposed to be judgment going on in the church, and that's what we're here to do. We're here to judge the church. Forget what's going on in this nation. Forget the justice system. We are the justice system. So when it comes to what's going on, when they bring us into the scene, we come in and we bring justice because we have real true justice, and that's my comments. Well, let me just say this really quick before we go to the break. I appreciate your boldness. I, 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 I love a lot of the things you said. We do have power. We do have power to curse. Prophets who turn people over to death. We can't curse institutions that do not prosper. We can take up any deadly thing. The Bible says, Lord, I give you power to trade upon serpents and scorpions over all the powers of the enemy. I love how you say that. I love that hope that's in, 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 in what you just did. Now, I wouldn't go as far as to say that you can't die. I mean, um, I remember your bishop, Bishop Robert E. Smith, who's to be on. A senior, I don't know what happened, but he's supposed to be on. His brother was one of the pioneers in the church. Cast out devils for sure. I mean, this brother really did cast out demons. And I, he's, one, he's one of my mentors, if I could say that. He was shot in the head. The white supremacist group in town, and somebody, we don't know that it was it, nobody knows the truth, but he was shot. Now, some people say, well, he's a martyr. Some of us call him martyrs. True. But the Bible says in Second Timothy 3 and 12, Yea, all that live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. Now, if those in Christ will suffer persecution, then you know those outside of Christ are really going to get it. So I do think, though, every persecution that comes your way, every time the enemy tries to do something with you, he don't have to be successful. And this is where I, I like what you just said. You don't have to die early. You don't have to die before your time. You have to suffer before your time. You have to go without money before your time. You have to go without health before your time. If it's time to be a martyr, that's different. And that the suffering, that the, the second Timothy three twelve, that's going to happen. So, brother, you find a way tonight. I, I appreciate you. And I just we just have some some small disagreements here and there, but we this is all in love, folks. So I hope y'all heard what Sister Eliana just said, and I hope you hear what Pastor Chris just said. We are firing away again. Where? Why the title for the show tonight? Finally, finally, why many Christians don't support Black Lives Matter? You get the earful, aren't you? Phone lines full of people, folks. Listen, it ain't easy. These 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 issues, it really is easy. But because we've heard so many different things, it's very rather confusing. Let's take a little short break. We'll be right back with the one and only brother Aaron Agnew, uh, um, again from Total Outreach for Christ Ministries. Um, and Sister Eliana Badia from Beth Shalom, Mashiach, and Brother Alfie Chris of Alethea Temple. We'll be right back here on the Five Minutes on Network. Appreciate your time. Tonight we got a house full of people. Really appreciate it. Hey, Seth.
it's almost like those in authority throw away the law. When they get them off by themselves, the stuff they say to them, they just forget all about laws and their rights, and they treat them like animals. And I say, well, they should be in trouble. No, we have laws. We, the people, have pushed for laws. You can't treat people any old kind of way. You can't treat people any old kind of way just because they're in your custody. And there is sex going on, forced sex, decent. I mean, y'all don't want to get me started with what goes on in jail. Just because somebody messed up on me, you know. So these young people have had bad experiences. And they're going to jail for any little old thing. So you can say, why well, shouldn't they be in jail in the first place? Not everybody go to jail really deserve it. And even if they do deserve it, that's the way you treat them as human beings. So I don't hear mercy in Brother Agnew's voice for those that say, ouch. What are we going to do? The church don't want them cussing. The church don't want them angry. The church don't want them throwing stuff when you're looting. They just, what do they expect these young people to do? That's what I want to know. I was young once. When something go down, the first thing you want to do is make signs and march. Why are we demonizing people? It's like we speak more favorably of the people that are oppressing us than our own children. Racism is real. I'm going to read this really quick before I go to the phone lines. Y'all just be patient because we're wrapping this show up really shortly. I'll try to do it by 10. This is something we do, a show called Expo 30. Again, any show that Boston Stone do, you can always Google it. And uh, you can get any of our old shows. But listen to this. These are areas where there is so enough hardcore oppression. People mistreated based upon color. Either they denied information or they denied human rights or just listen to the areas. Education. Black people are disproportionately disrespected with regards to education, getting the proper education. What they're taught. History. Our history is whitewashed. We think Christ is white and the Jews are white. That's why a lot of these people I don't want to talk about that stuff. They don't, they, they, they actually believe the people in the, in the Israel is the real Jews. So whitewash, white supremacy in history, white supremacy in imagery. If you was deaf, you couldn't hear nothing just seeing images all around you. There's white supremacy just in images. There's white supremacy in health and medicine, how we handle taking care of what we're giving to for our age, how we're treated. Medically speaking, we are worse off. In every one of these areas, we're at the bottom and we're mistreated. It's not always what we're doing to ourselves. There are there are blatant acts against us. This is what we call the Exposition 30. Now, I'm going to go through this in record time. Religion and spirituality. Oh, my goodness. They used to teach that the black skin was a curse. Religion. They whitewashed the Bible. How bad can you go with that? They changed his name from Jesus to Yeshua, from Yeshua to Jesus. There's no J, and they made him white. Look at the area of family, how we are oppressed with our own families. Males with black women against black women, uh, black men against black women, vice versa. How do you raise the woman, empower the woman, empower the black woman, and not empower the black man because you don't want to deal with them. We're oppressing our family. Here's a good one. Laws, rules, procedures. How they have literally hijacked laws and rules and, and, and how laws are bent for whites. Get caught with crack cocaine, one 
set of circumstances get caught with cocaine, pure cocaine, you get a completely different handle of different courts. It's about law enforcement. Oh, my goodness. Do we need to talk about that? Identification culture. How our culture is just demonized. And you know that's not all of our culture. Why, do, why does the knuckleheads, why is that what's black? Our rebels, you take the worst of our nation and you make this what's black. Well, we have all types of church going. Some people don't even go to church, they just law abiding. Look at the area of judicial. Look at the area of correction and rehab. We we'll do, we'll do the prison system. Look at the area of entertainment. If you say, I don't want to hear nothing about no racism, no black white, I just want to look at entertainment. You can enjoy a football game without hearing about over, uh, how them trying to look for a great, great white savior. How they always demonizing black players and, and using Peyton Manning's and and, and, and and all these white quarterbacks. Is, I mean, y'all know what I'm talking about. Just racism even in sports. You just want to chill out. Foreign policy. What we do across the waters is probably something that may be the biggest area. What, we're, what our boys and girls do in the Army and what our white brothers and sisters got their kids in the Army to none so-called third world is straight-up racism. Again, areas where we're at the bottom and where we're suffering, where there's policy to oppress. Uh, look at areas of uh, uh, foreign behavior. Our policy is one thing, but our behavior is a whole other thing. Sometimes the policy is not that bad, but what these soldiers and what our people do when they go to other countries, white supremacy is no joke, folks. National defense, military, nutrition and food. I mean, come on, who's malnutrition? I mean, look look at what's in our food. can't get vegetables in a lot of our stores. You know, diabetes. It's not just people don't want to eat right. It's, it's, it's what's available. It's, uh, environmental issues, lead poisoning. Who's at the bottom of that area um, the, the, where we have to live? Science and technology. How we have done so much in science and technology and you never hear about it. You have to hear a little movie about the three black women. You know, I mean, it, it's just every single area. If there's breath, if there are people communicating and there's breath, there's something called white supremacy. Look at this area, news and updates, info updates. Everybody know when they say a man kill, a man kill somebody, it's white. When it's a black person, they say black. I, that's all, that's universal. But the news, the way it's covered, how they make us to be the bad guy, that's the most racist thing you can do is watch news, socially speaking. In, ignoring, uh, oh, my goodness, socially, I don't even need to mention that one. Then when you talk about economics, it gets, that's the biggest one, really, housing accommodation. I mean, how... how what we what we get for our money, uh, 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 economically speaking, has to do with jobs and labor and who's first hired, last first hired, last hired, first fired. I mean, how we treat on these jobs, what we're commanded to do on these jobs. I mean, folks, we get it. I mean, area of beauty and fashion, economic, economic as it relates to just economic knowledge. Who's made privy to a lot of investments in different things? Uh, Beauty and fashion, yeah, same thing about that. Uh, back to economics, grants, who get grants loans? We call it the Expo 30. I'm, I'm not doing a good job of it, but just Expo 30, type Google Expo 30 and five foot song, blog talk radio, you'll be able to get us to go, where we go through that. And I know I'm talking fast, but I'm trying to get these guests back on. Um, but, folks, we suffer more than any other area in life. And our young people seeing this, this brother, sound like he's saying you can't say ouch. You can't go cussing. You can't break nothing. And to me, that's oppression by leaders all by itself. So I want to go to Brother Aaron Agnew, and then I want to what Sister Eliana have to say. But Brother Aaron Agnew, you heard me again. I don't think I heard the mercy there for our people. I know you, I, I don't doubt that you don't love them. 
a lot of times our elders or even not elders love. We know the love is there. Oh, I believe the love is there. But along with the love, I think I hear some self-hate. And self-hate is in a lot of our people. How can you love this nation when you was born in this nation, brainwashing this nation? If you was educated, if you have a Ph.D. even, and your line is open, Brother Agnew and Sister Eliana Badia, your line is open. But I think I heard some, some, some dis- self-disrespect or self-hate for our people in you. I'm just going to go there. I do think it's there. And I think it's not just you, but it's, it's a lot of older church people. They just don't have the mercy. They look at our people as though, you know, they always blame the victims. And that's what I'm hearing. Go ahead and let them know your comment on that. Well, when you said our people, you're you're uh, speaking of a group of people that I don't identify with because I don't know your people. My people are the people of God. Am, am I am I on? You're on. Okay. So my people are the people of God. So when it comes to mercy, we have obtained mercy, and we are the vessels of mercy. And the sign of mercy is faithfulness. Now, you know, I I've. I grew up hearing that the white man has oppressed the black man. I grew up in a black experience. And so I've had, like I said, I've had my experience. I know you hate people cut you off. Hold on a second. I know you hate people cut you off. So let me just say this. In your your defense, I did, I made a boo-boo. I didn't tell you that it's 10 o'clock and we're going to try to wrap up the show. Sophia Eliana, I think she has some obligations. So we got to wrap up. So I do want to hear everything you're saying right now. But after you make this, I want her to comment. And then I want your final comments because out of respect for her time, I do want to wrap up as close as we can as 10. So go ahead and finish everything you were just saying. Let her comment. Then you have final words. She has final words. And we'll wrap up the show. Yes, sir. So when it comes to me, I have already been beaten up by the police. I've served my time. I spent 17 times I've been to jail. My oldest brother spent 30 years for the biggest black-on-white murder in the state of Arkansas. And so I grew up under this, folks, uh, folks, this uh, whole... This. this don't have nothing to do with you. This has nothing to do with you, Brother Agnew. Folks, those you listen to this show and you're really enjoying this, if you listen online, you have to call the phone number now and you're just going to hang up. If you want to keep listening to Brother Agnew, you have to call the phone number, 914-205-5590. Oh, you must call now to keep listening to him because you're going to cut off if you're listening online. If you're on the phone lines, don't hang up because you won't be able to get back after 60 seconds. Go ahead. Yeah, we, we've been through this already. We, we grew up being uh, educated that the white man uh, did what he did to the black man, and we don't have a hands up. Well, when I found out what the truth was about Christ Jesus, my life changed. And so now, as I said before, you're saying I don't have mercy. Well, you... You don't get to observe my faithfulness. And that's why I always say it's best for us to know one another. I'll come where you are. I'll pay my own way. You can come where I am. I'll pay your way. Because if you don't know me, then you don't know the mercy that I show. You don't know how I interact with people. And so like the sister said about fasting and prayer, we pray every day. And we just got off a 40-day fast. And we did it corporately, and we invited, invited people all over the world to join with us in this 40-day fast. And so with us, we're fasting and praying. That's what we do. And so that's why I can talk boldly. I'm not talking boldly because I have something within myself. 
and not because I'm hating a people. God so loved the world that God shows mercy to the world. And that's the mercy and love that I'm going to give to the world. I don't have a love and mercy in myself, within myself, by myself. The only mercy and love I have to show is the mercy and love that God has given. And so when it comes to me, I can step out of the the limelight and I can prove that it's all about God over here. It's not about us. And so when we're talking about our people, the people that need God, all of the people to, to present love to them, God is love. What other love are we going to present to them? Am I going to go out and enable them? Because if I try to go out and present love without truth, I'm just enabling them. That's all. And if I try to come with the truth without love, then, you know, I might as well go on and sit down because uh, the truth without love is going to do nothing for them. And so I'm not going to go and enable them by trying to show love and I don't have enough truth. And so that's why I stand. I'm I'm not... uh, Whatever you said about me not having mercy, I think you would have to observe my life to know if I can show mercy to the people uh, that's out there. Sister Eliana? Sister Eliana? I'm here, yeah. Well, uh, you didn't comment, so um, go ahead and comment if you have anything, oh. and then I want to, I want to get last final comment from Brother Agnew. Well, before while you think, let me just say to what you were just saying, Brother Agnew, while Sister Eliana is getting our thoughts together, uh, really quickly, because I am, again, a panelist as well. I'm just kind of moderating here, too. But listen, when I say don't show mercy, everybody hear you. You made these comments. A knee on your neck ain't nothing. What they're going through in South Africa, I mean, Near your neck is something. Go tell George Floyd's family that. I wouldn't even form my mouth to say that. You said also on this show not that long ago, you made some other comments. So people are hearing you say things like, oh, I know you said, you said uh, my people. Now, Chinese say my people. Koreans say my people. It don't mean they don't love everybody else. Israelites said, my people. Jebusites said, my people. But this weird group of people is the only people I know that say stuff like, I ain't black. I ain't. In Christ, true. Are you and, on? hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. In no, did you call me? Yes, Sister Eliana, but I'm, 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 I'm commenting on what he was saying. He was hesitating. I figured he just was doing stuff. I didn't know. But just give me a minute, and then you can comment, and we'll wrap up the show. Really quick, because I know you got to go. Brother Agnew. Uh, Brother Agnew. Quick, quickly, since Eliana is going to chime in, we're going to wrap the show. The folks have heard Well, my question tonight. is, are we back on the live show, or are we in the... Yeah, yeah, we we, we live. This is, we're, going, we're, doing, we're doing our thing. Everything's good. Okay. So, Brother Agnew. Okay. What I'm saying to you is this. They hurt you, and they hear this guy talking about this new identity. So there will be those that will want to search more. They hurt you. You talk about fasting and praying. There's a lot of beautiful things you're doing. That's why I have you on. I didn't want anybody on our show. You're doing some very good things. Please keep it up. But just because you have young people, you work with young people, and you know you're there, that don't mean everything you're saying and think about young people together. No more than what I'm saying. I have it all together. When people are dying like they're dying, like we're dying, 
we need to have some mercy. I know, well, I don't know what you call it, mercy. But when people start marching, we need to say, I understand y'all are doing what y'all know to do, and I appreciate y'all not popping these cops. Because in Dallas, they shot nine police officers. Do you want to see that? I don't think so. They do own weapons. So we can sit back and say, you know, whatever. They don't know what you know about Christ. They don't know what you know about the new birth. And I don't hear in, in your spirit, of course, I'm not the most high. I don't hear the heart to my speak. You've made some comments and people have hurt you. And I think if the young people listen tonight, they won't hear a whole lot of love out of your heart. What I'm saying, I'm saying you're right in terms of Christ is the answer, young people. The brother's right. You've got to come to Christ. It's a new identity. The Father does not acknowledge none of these races. He wants you in Christ. You're right. But they ain't going to listen to you, I don't think. Now, the ones I'm going to know definitely won't listen to you. They probably put a bullet in your head, and I'm going to be very, very honest. If you talk to them like you talk on this line, I'm going to be very, very honest. You can comment when I'm done, but I'll just make it quickly, because it's the other one. Comment, we're going to wrap this show. I don't hear no love and mercy with regards to when they go do what they do. Now, when they come to you and they want to know about Christ and new birth, I think you're on point, and I don't think too many just can touch y'all. I'm just sorry. Sorry. And I really mean that. Y'all own it. But don't hate them when they go out and try to march and someone may want to loot even. I don't agree with no looting. We're not saying we want to talk about that. But, again, they're just saying, ouch. That's all these people are marching. All these people are not crazy, cuckoo, fleshy. You talk down at them. They're doing all they know to do. It's a constitutional right. What is for? That's better than looking at a football game. They're just getting out there. I applaud you, marches. Keep marching, babies. Keep crying out. Keep showing anger. Keep talking to the police. You know, like, you know, this is not right. Your anger is a godly attribute the Father has given us. You're not happy. We're dying, man. Last thing I would do is have a show where I demonize people that's getting killed. No, these cops are off the chart. They're evil. The plan is infiltrated the, the, the police department. Everybody say that. Congressmen say that. They're saying that in Congress. And we some kind of way demonizing our young people like that's what the church does. So you know what I'm thinking? I'm going to come to you. I think it ain't going to happen until they start doing what Brother Chris said. Until people start dying in church and they start going off in your church that is doing the right thing and really scaring the hell out of all of us, I don't think, I think the church is going to stay in, they're going to stay where they're at until they start coming to their doorstep. They're going to try to come all out. Because what we're doing to these young people, we are not right. Y'all may be a part of the solution, and maybe there's be grace afforded you because you are teaching properly. But, brother, what you're saying tonight, I vehemently disagree with, the, with, with how you're putting it, but I agree with your solution. So I don't know if you want to come up with a part two with your bishop. I don't know what happened to him. I tried to go to a line that's area code 510, and they would never pick up. So, I, I mean, I mean, God knows I wanted him on for sure. Uh, so number question, first of all, is are you willing to do a part two with your bishop? That's part, and then we're going to go to Eliana. Quickly, quickly, are you willing to do a part two next week with your bishop? Um, I'm not sure. I'd have to see what the what the outcome or what the uh, subject topic, because I, I don't, you know, I, I, sir, same this subject same. topic. 
Yeah, I'd have what to talk to him and see if he want to come on. Okay, all right. Well, Sister Yellen, go ahead and comment on what you have to say with what you've heard, and then we'll let him have final words. Final words mean like less than a minute, y'all, so we can wrap this up. So go ahead, Sister Yellen, and now comment as long as you like, and then we'll let him have final words, and you can take another minute after that. Go ahead. Well, I'd just like to say the topic was, and it wasn't to be a personal thing about this particular minister's work, the question in your blog talk was, why many, why many Christians don't support Black Lives Matter? We never really addressed that. Um, so I, I don't think we really uh, attacked that or we heard the reason why different Christians don't support this movement that's happening. I would just like to say that if we, and, and another thing I'd like to make a comment is that far, I continue to hear far too many different ministries all feel that they're the only ones keeping the truth or walking for the Father or, to me, it's so divisive. And I think it breaks the Father's heart. Just like he told his disciples a long ago when they saw others casting out devils that weren't among themselves. And, and Yeshua said, other sheep I have that are not of this fold. And it really breaks my heart that everywhere on the, you know, everywhere that I go and venue to even, I can't even lead young people to one site or one teaching because the people are so arrogant and they feel like they're the only ones keeping the truth, whether they're in the church or the Hebrew Israelites, or if you attend the meeting, they feel like their church is the only one serving God. And it's so much division. And this is why people don't want to come into the fellowship and they don't want to find out about God because the representatives of the kingdom of heaven are divided, divisive, standoffish, mean, and it's just, it's a turnoff. And so that's my comment. I really don't have any more to say. I think we haven't heard why many Christians aren't support, supporting Black Lives Matter, but I believe a lot of Christian churches are supporting well, well, let me um, say the movement. Really, let, me, let me comment on that really quickly, really quick, because you, you're wrapping up really quickly. We, I said earlier that, that, that we probably could have added to the topic and marches, and keep in mind that your description does say Timothy here, clergy, regarding the protests, marches against police and the government. So I know we said Black Lives Matter, but we did also talk about why the church is against protests and marches. So we did hit that, and that's all Black Lives Matter. All, all they do pretty much is march and protest. So we did kind of hit it. We just but you have to understand, it's not just like we identified. It's not just the Black Lives Matter movement. So what I have seen is that you have whites, you have people in, all over the world that are marching in their nations in protest of the treatment of, of black people in America, in every nation around the world. And though the Black Lives Matter is not there. So people are tired of the treatment, the systematic, the systemic treatment of how they've seen blacks treated for all of this time. My comment is that we still haven't heard why many Christians don't support it. But I believe that there are a lot of Christian churches that are out there 
that are standing with the people, and what they're doing is they're they're being a, a beacon for Christ. So after the people merge, they're singing, they're praying with them, they're barbecuing, they're leading them to Christ. That's what they're doing. They're out there being visible, and the people say, wow, you know, I can find God at this rally. I can co- connect with him at this rally, uh, and that's what I have that's what I've seen and heard and experienced uh, by watching. So, we again, we didn't address if there's other Christians that don't support it. We heard from this one uh, minister and what his work is doing, and it's wonderful. Like you said, it's a beautiful thing, and they're fasting and they're praying. But my questions were all generalized according to your topic. We didn't get to those generalizations of ministries or Christians that are not supporting this. One more little quick interjection. Don't forget Pastor Chris, who, was, who represents churches. We're talking about Dr. King and uh, why a lot of. Go ahead, go ahead. But I just felt we did. I actually thought well, we did. Well, I don't think so. Here. We just got. It was kind of a personal, kind of a defense, like what I'm saying. You know, it, it kind of gets like that. It's like a, everybody wants to defend their position of what they're doing and kind of get a pat on the back that they're really doing their part. And that's great. It's wonderful to hear what other ministries are doing. But, you know, for me, no, I'm not going to go there. What I would say is that, you know, if we're going to talk on a subject, it's, to me I'd like to be on topic and, and on point. I would like to have heard from other, you know, Christians that said, well, the reason why we don't support it is because the Bible doesn't tell us to do it. Or, you know, I wanted to hear more of that. And, right, um, right. Well, not just for the record, and I appreciate your heart. Just for the record, y'all, everybody here in the sister, right? I appreciate her, and I'm gonna tell you, I wasn't gonna give names, but I, I called Cincinnati. I invited uh, Judge Tracy Horner on, which is a pastor. I invited on Pastor uh, uh, Foreman uh, and Jermaine, who was on our show before, very well. Just like this brother is, who works in the community. They're in the community, sick. And I invited some other people on. They don't come on this show. Well, we talk about this. Well, I understand. And, 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 again, that's okay. That's their prerogative. But what I'm just trying to say is that, again, in general, not just from the Christian churches, I'm talking about even in the Hebrew-Israelite camps and all over, you know, very rarely, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just be really blunt and put it out there, very rarely do I hear in a white ministry, if I listen, where they think that they're the only ones with the truth. It's only amongst black-skinned people who know God that they feel that in their particular uh, part of the vineyard that they are the only ones who have the absolute truth and are the only ones who are absolutely connected to the Father, and they are the only ones who, who out and out tell the congregation in the media, on their streams, and in the people's face, that their ministry is the only ones, and all these other people are so-called believers, so-called. You never hear that amongst Asian ministries, Caucasian ministries, Hispanic. It's always in the ministries where there are black-skinned people who feel that they are the only ones who are keeping the truth. And to me, that's a turnoff, especially with the tragedies and the high rate of our decline as a black-skinned people in North America, we can't reach the community because we're our heads 
are somewhere where they shouldn't be, and our understanding is not where it should be. And it breaks my heart because we're arrogant and we're pompous, and we think we, particularly in our little locale, are the only ones. And we teach it. We teach it. And it's bad. It's really bad. And, you know, you can't draw people to the Father because they don't want the rotten apples that were given out. They don't want the bad fruit. It's rotten fruit. And nobody wants to eat rotten fruit. And that's the reason why we can have, you know, two, 20 members for 200 years and think we are doing something special. And others can draw thousands because they really do show love and they never make you feel like you're not a part of God. So this is my comment and that's my last comment for tonight. To everyone who listened, blessings and shalom. I hope you were blessed tonight. Well, I really appreciate you being on tonight. Thank you so much. Uh, that was really good. I'm so glad you said that. I couldn't have said those final words better. Really appreciate it. And just so you know, the phone line is still holding steady, folks. Some people may have called afterwards once we get that little thing. So I really appreciate everybody on the line still listening to the very last minute. People are eating this up, and they should, because you're hearing, uh, even though we didn't have all the people like she was saying, there's quite a few people, uh, quite a few comments made about the church. But Cecilia, I'm, I'm going to meet you now, but thank you for being on. I really appreciate you, first of all. Let me, let me let you go so you could, out of respect for your time. And uh, she was right. I really appreciate those last final words, you know, and I, and I, I can't say it better. Can't, no need of me going behind her. What she just said was powerful, 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 powerful. Brother Agnew, you're going to have to report to this. is a serious cliffhanger. I know you want to comment on a lot of things she said, and I really welcome you all to come back on because, again, there is too much non-support for uh, Black Lives Matter marches. Again, we're talking about that, as well as protests uh, against the police and against the government. The church is just not there. Not your church, your fellowship, your group, but as a whole. And so I appreciate you talking about yours because that's really probably all you can talk about. Uh, you, I'm not going to say that. I'm saying you probably talk about all of them. I, I appreciate you letting everybody know that there's somebody out there that is doing the right thing. But like Cecilia, I'm say you're not by yourself, and we probably shouldn't even uh, talk like that and dog out all the other pastors. I remember the bishop was on early. He didn't have He said, I don't work with no. He said, I don't want to work with no black pastors. That's good. Worthy of your bishop. So, Sister Eliana was on the point because that is the, what I'm feeling. But go ahead and, and have final comments. If you can't make it no less than about a minute, if you have to go over, I won't hold it against you. But this is the final comment. We're wrapping up the show. Again, folks, thank y'all for staying all the way down to the wire. Uh, Brother Agnes is about to finish up. We've got to wrap up here. Go ahead, Brother. It really interests me how people can talk about um, what a group is doing. But in their speech, they're describing themselves because, I mean, is that the truth that she just said? And are we supposed to receive what she just said? And that, that just interests me all the time. And, and when it comes to uh, what we talked about, I only answered the questions that you asked me. And I started out by talking about Black Lives Matter and what I thought about it. And, and at the very beginning, I didn't get to finish it. I said that Black Lives Matter is an anti-Christ organization, literally. And anything that has anything to do with it is anti-Christ. And these are my comments. These are my thoughts. When it comes to the church, 
you know, the sister was saying earlier about they're dying of diabetes, overweight, sitting up. Well, why hadn't you marched about that? Because the church life don't matter. People talking about black lives matter. The church life has never mattered. But now you want to include, quote, unquote, Christians. Well, don't include Christians. Don't include the church. If you want to talk black, talk black. And you said something earlier, in Christ. Well, when you go on to the next, the next book in Colossians, he said Christ in you. There is no Jew or Greek with Christ in you. So the in Christ factor is, yes, in him where he is, but he is in us where we are. And it's no longer who we were, but who we are. And we, if we don't know who we are, then we're coming from a perspective of trying to speak on behalf of a group instead of speaking on behalf of Christ. I'm not a part of a group. I'm a part of Christ. I'm a part of his flesh and his bones. So when it comes to the church, again, I'm, 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 I mean, myself, not just me, all of us are eliminated from that who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, I understand. I understand the looting. I understand the foolishness. I understand people breaking stuff. That's not, I mean, that's normal. It's not abnormal. Of course they're going to be mad. Of course they're going to tear up stuff because they don't know the Lord. And even those who do believe in Jesus Christ, they don't know enough. So they're going to act out what they know. What should they do if they don't know Christ? What I mean, what else can they do? What else can they do if they don't know Christ? I'm saying, if you don't want them looting, if you don't want them... I never said I didn't want them looting. That that doesn't bother me at all. The looting don't bother me. I guess what I'm trying to say is... See, it's like you said earlier about me... Uh, saying what I said, you, you took out of context what I said about the knee on the neck. The knee on the neck was not just George Floyd. The knee on the neck was the whole picture of what people see. This is what people are seeing. And she even mentioned people all over the world getting tired. You know, all this media push stuff. First, First John chapter 4 tells us the world knows the world. They're going to communicate the world. But when it comes to those who know God, we're going to hear God and we're going to communicate God. Otherwise, we can be of the spirit of Antichrist or we can be of the spirit of Christ. It's either or. There's no in-between. There's no lukewarm. I guess what I hear so I think, when you talk, let me just say this, and, I, and I've been letting you go, so just, just a quick just I'm going to be no more about it. I'm going to do this about 15 seconds. I want you to finish up so we can wrap up the show, but really quickly, so I'm going to let you finish. Just give me 15 seconds. I guess what I'm hearing, brother, from you, it's, it's almost like an anger to those that are not Christians because they're out there doing what they're doing. You say little things like they're foolish, they're this, they're that. And I just feel like they're our family. They're human beings. I want them in Christ like you want them in Christ. I really do. And I want them to know the power of Christ so they can know that power you're talking about that the church have. And I want to fast so they'll be sensitive to the Spirit and all of that. But I understand and I'm not. I don't. I can't say things like marching is foolishness. It's a part of our political right, and it has been very successful. Martin Luther King Jr. Wrote, brought the awareness through marching. And it's like from you, I'm hearing almost like a. You don't say again. You, don't, you, 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 you just don't say like you, you're you, respecting them. We, we just disagree on that because Martin Luther King Jr. To me, that was not Christ. You cannot get a people who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ to act 
like they know the Lord Jesus Christ. A sinner is a sinner, point blank. I was a sinner, but I was saved from my sins. Now, I'm communicating different because I'm supposed to be communicating to the church. There's a different message that we send to the world, and it's only one message. Jesus Christ came in the flesh to die for your sins. If you don't receive that, then it's antichrist. But for the church, there's an entirely different message. The church, we are supposed to be the vessels of mercy. We are supposed to be the living epistles known as real men. So they're supposed to see something in us. It's not just a hearing, it's seeing. It's not just a hearing, it's a seeing. So they're supposed to see something in us. It's not just about what we think we know. It's about what God is showing in us. We're living epistles known and read of men, so they're reading our lives. I don't see it. Clarification question. You said this and I see. Y'all see how juicy this is? Probably got to do a part two because I got to wrap this up so quickly and in less than 30 seconds. I'm, I want your response so we can go wrap this up. We got to do a part two. We got to have it on the bishop. But listen, really quickly, because this is good. I want you to know that tonight you have done wonderful with where you stand. There's no bitterness, no animosity between you and us. I think you this was smoother than when the bishop was on all four times. You spoke of your, your, your conviction. You stood by him. You didn't waver. I respect that, brother. I just disagree with, I guess, anyway, everybody here, they can judge themselves. But really quickly, when you say Black Lives Matter is anti-Christ, what that sounds like to me is anybody out there marching is anti-Christ. When... Christ is a person, yes, but that name means Messianic, uh, uh, Messiah. Uh, Christ to come in his name and to come in his character. If young people don't know what you know about Christ, I, I just applaud anybody, any efforts to change. Anything people do, even though it's not my way, if they're doing something to make a change, I applaud them because some people don't give a you-know-what. They're at home. They feel they, they care about they don't want the boy dying. They don't want us dying. But most of most people are on the couch. Those are our warriors out there in the streets. And I just don't think you have the right attitude towards the warriors. Yeah, you want to see them be born again. That is the part I love about you. But, man, I just see you having trouble. Oh, goodness. Anyway, go ahead and comment with up to show everybody. Well, I'm sure you probably hadn't read any of our books, and uh, I, I would yeah. like to send them to you. I, I, I'll get your address, and I'll send you all of our books that we've written, published, edited, written, and they're already out there. Because then you can okay. read what we have to say about about. What what we think about the situation And we talk about every subject Politics, the church And all the other subjects But particularly When it comes to uh, Our show of Christ It's not just a I want them to know Christ I'm going to show them Christ They're going to get to see Christ In the everyday life And that's the faithfulness That's the mercy that God has shown to me that I have to show them something. I can't just go out there all of a sudden and I'm going to just pop up and try to march something out. No, if I go out there, I'm going out there because I'm going out on purpose and God has given me purpose. But I don't believe that any believer 
has had a purpose given by God to support anything concerning Black Lives Matter. Not one. And I can, I'll stand behind that and I'll go on a stage and we can duke it out right there on the stage and I'll prove it in the scriptures that it's anti-Christ. And I don't care. It's not marching. You can put a hashtag up. You can say it online. Anything that has anything to do with Black Lives Matter, God didn't say it. It's witchcraft. It's sorcery. It has nothing to do with God. It's a okay, media me push. It's the world me... push. And anybody that says something about it is antichrist. They're saying it in an antichrist spirit. Not to say they're the antichrist, but they have an antichrist spirit behind their communications and behind their push. They're backloaded, going out trying to do something without God. I I guess what I'm saying is just because everything we do, God didn't say. We got to use the restroom. God don't tell us to go to the restroom. Was it, it was fleshly? Yes. You go off and you take off your pants, you sit in the clothes. Is it fleshly? Yes. Did God tell you no? When you use the restroom, is it a good thing? Yes. Does it help your health? Yes. Does God tell you to eat food? No. When you eat food, does... I mean, everything we do that's good in the flesh, with fleshly body, it's not necessarily God said. I think that's, I think that's, that's unfortunate, that statement you made. And uh, I'm going to let you have another uh, final word here, and I mean less than... 15 seconds. But I think that was unfortunate what you said. Because you're demonizing the press. You're demonizing the... Those marches and this political process that these young people are trying to do, this is a part of the fabric of America. If you don't believe in that, you shouldn't vote for nobody. You shouldn't even be in politics. And by the way, I just sent you my address so you have it. I would love to know what's more deeper. Because right now, it don't look good what you're saying, brother. I know I'm just being honest. These young people is responding within their rights. We've got to quit saying Black Lives Matter. Again, this show is about people marching, protesting, where are the Christians at? Maybe I should have named it different. But it's not just about Black Lives Matter. But every, every march, you see Black Lives Matter. But I still would like to know what the church Christians feel about Black Lives Matter. But to show description, we did talk about marching in general, protesting in general, and, and our attitude towards the government at large. So we're all on point tonight. Way I look at it. So listen, thirty seconds, please, and uh, uh, we'll wait on your response about a part two. If they don't come on, everybody, they meaning him and the bishop, we still will do a part two without them. But I hopefully, I'm hoping they do come on because I love with this brother. I love how he's giving us insight. This is how a lot of pastors feel. They really do. They, they like to tell and say they don't. I, I wish you could prove that to me. I wish you could prove that to me. No, no, no. I, I wish you could bring that. a pastor that feel that way. No, I I, I want to meet him. I want to meet a Brother pastor Andrew, that you know that feels that way. All types of all types of ministries out there that feel like our life is in the spirit. And we're not black nor white. A lot of things you said on all five of these shows. It's five now shows. I've heard y'all five different times for two hours a pop, and I know what you're saying. There's lots of preachers that preach that we're not black, we're not white, we're in the spirit, and that's where if we do that, they won't be racing, blah blah blah. blah. And I'm saying people, you can't give me a show for anything. So anyway, thirty seconds, please, and let's wrap this up. It's Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. The Apostle Paul said, look, I tried to speak to you as unto spiritual, but you don't want to hear spiritual. I have to talk flesh. And so when it comes to being spiritual, to me, there is nothing more than the word of God. 
It's the most powerful thing on the earth. And God's mm-hmm. word does speak and tell me what to eat, how to eat. His word gives me direction. His words give me guidance. And everything concerning God, since he lives on the inside of me, if he's not telling me to do something, I don't want a part of it. And so when it comes to people that say, well, God's not telling us because we're in the flesh, they're going to go out and do something without God. It's as simple as that. And Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Yeshua said that. Hamashiach. And to me, Christ is not the same as Jesus. All these people talking about Jesus, 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 Yeshua, Yeshua, Yeshua. Well, actually, this same Yeshua was was made Lord and Christ. And when you talk about Christ, you're talking about his divinity, not his humanity. We believe that he came in the flesh, but now he has been made Christ, and that's his divinity. He's the only God man. He's the Yah man. He is the only. He's the only mediator. And so the Holy Spirit is the one that draws them. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw these men to me. And so if we're not lifting up Christ, then we're going in an attempt to try to draw men to God without God. And so for me, what I'm talking about, of course, people are not going to agree with it. And it, it doesn't bother me. And not only that, but I can expect believers to want to kill me for it. And a believer threatened me the other day for talking like I'm talking. But when he, when he gets finished threatening me, I don't mind suffering persecution for God's sake. I don't mind suffering persecution as long as I'm speaking of Christ. But the moment I step out of that, then to me, it's not true persecution. It's for my own sake. It's not for his sake. And so I don't mind laying my life down. So when I go out to the marches, I only have one purpose and one purpose only, and that's to speak of Christ. And if people don't want to receive Christ, I wipe the dust off my shoes. I walk off. That's what he told me to do. But I'm not going out there trying to bring people together. That's not the purpose. I'm not trying to calm the crowd down. That's not the purpose. Because I see a ride in the scriptures in the book of Acts when they came together, and most of the people, more than 51% of the people, didn't even know what they were riding for. And so they were riding because they didn't want to hear nothing about Christ. All they wanted to do was continue to worship their false gods. And that's what most people want to do anyway. But we're not going to stop speaking Christ. So I do want to appreciate you, brother, for having me on the show and giving me this time you gave me. I do love you, and I appreciate everybody for listening. And uh, please keep me updated because I don't mind coming on the show, but I'd like for you to invite some others that um, you say believe like me or at least, you know, reach out and let us communicate and see if we can find some others. So at least I won't be the only one on the line thinking that, and people don't think I'm just this crazy thumb standing out because the body of Christ, we're one and there are many members and all of us have our purposes and, and praise the Lord. So when you find some brothers, who can come on and a few of them because I, I don't hear the same communications, of course, that I'm communicating that oh, others yeah. are. Oh, yeah. And I hear. Yeah. yeah. So so it'd be good if we can do that. And I appreciate you and everybody that commented. I appreciate everybody. Bless you all. Well, thank you, Brother Agnew. And again, uh, folks, uh, 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 there's Brother Aaron Agnew, and I thank him. And I'm going to go ahead and meet his line now. We're going to wrap up this show like now. Uh, uh, Eliana Badiab. Brother Alfie, Chris, I really appreciate everybody tonight. Um, I'm wrapping up the show, and I just want to say there's some scriptures um, that I want to just give real quickly that talks about people supporting. Some of 
open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor, defend the rights of the poor and the needy, defend defend the rights of the poor. Uh, whosoever closes up his ear, as Proverbs 31 and 9, Proverbs 21 and 13, whoever, whosoever closes his ear to the crowd, the poor will himself call out and not be answered. Uh, the scripture talks about it, Deuteronomy 1 and 16 and 17 talks about when, you, when you're judging, uh, be fair with them. I, I can't do it. It's just too many scriptures. I'm looking at many scriptures that are talking about just uh, acting up, acting out, defending the poor. Defending the, the powerless, the widow, and uh, before they come to you to hear about Christ, they don't know Christ. They're supposed to act like they don't know Christ. And I don't think just because somebody don't know Christ that automatically put them in the Antichrist. Uh, I just think it's an ugly word for people that don't know. There are people that are against Christ, and they are the Antichrist. But there are people that don't know Christ. How can they be against something they don't even know about? So I'm not going to throw people that don't know about Christ without marching as, as the Antichrist. Y'all follow what I'm saying? I'm not going to demonize people that are learning that 18, 19, 20, they see in this system and they feel hopeless. I'm not going to anyway, this is Brother Seth talking, and Brother Agnew is gone, so he can't defend him. But I'm just talking about Brother Seth real quick, and I'm wrapping the show up like in minutes. If you listen to the show now, you're a young person, just know this, I applaud you as much as I applaud that brother for what they're doing to those that, you know, that try to reach Christ. I applaud you for being out there, especially white, our white brothers and sisters, because you haven't been out there in the numbers like you have, but I for sure applaud our, our, our own people in the flesh, because we are in the flesh at the same time we're in the spirit. When we're just in the spirit, it's all about the spirit, nothing else, at that point you're dead. We're in the flesh. We're responsible to do certain things in the flesh. We're responsible to vote. And the, on one hand, I know this brother, but I know the bishop. I know they believe in the voting process because I've heard different candidates support. So that is just a political process as, as marching. Marching and voting, it's the, it's the same process. So how are you going to want to vote, but you don't want to march that help bring awareness to influence the vote? The whole purpose of marching is to influence the vote that you agree with. That's why I went for part two. They're very intelligent. They know what they're talking about in terms of how they see it. I just don't agree with it. I don't understand how you can be, have a candidate you're voting for, you know, and then you turn around and the process to get those votes, you knock. I don't understand that. I don't understand a lot of stuff. We have to do part two. And they are bold enough to come on. I love every single one of y'all. There's nothing you can do about it. There will be a part two, and I'm hoping to be with them for sure and possibly other ministers as well. Y'all seeing how a lot of churches feel. He's talking about their their, their, their organization, their ministry, whatever you want to call it. But really, a lot of pastors feel like that. Is there any wonder there is no outcry from the church? Good night. One day when the glory comes it will be out, it will be out, oh, one day, when the war is won, we will be the heavens, no man, no weapon. 
formed against Yes, glory is destined Everyday women and men become legends Sins that go against our skin become blessings The movement is a rhythm to us Freedom is like religion to us Justice is juxtaposition in us Justice for all just ain't specific enough One son died, his spirit is revisiting us True and living, living in us Resistance is us That's why Rosa sat on the bus That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up When it goes down, we woman and man up They say stay down and we stand up Shots be on the ground, the camera panned up King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up One day when the glory comes It will be out, it will be Every man, woman, and child Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero Facing the league of justice, his power was the people Enemy is lethal, a king became regal Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call Victory, the coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory. One day, when the glory comes, it will be 